Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Three hours of the very best Am I the Jerk stories of the past few months. Here we go. Am I the jerk for putting blue hair dye in my shampoo without letting my family know? So I, a 21 year old, have blue hair and I was told by my hairdresser that the color sticks better if you put a little bit of hair dye in your shampoo. This was all good until my 12 year old sister decided to swipe and use it. She is blonde and the result isn't pretty. My mum is mad at me for putting dye in my shampoo and not telling anyone. But this is my shampoo that I bought and I placed it in the shower that only I use. My sister took it and used it in another shower. She's done this before with other items and my mum also thinks I did this as a way to teach her not to steal my stuff. I didn't. So yeah, the whole family is mad. Should I have told them about putting hair dye in my shampoo? No, you're definitely not the jerk OP. And even if you had done this on purpose and were trying to catch out your sister, you still probably wouldn't be the jerk. Now, of course, that would be a little bit more contentious, I admit. But at the end of the day, it's your stuff that she has stolen without your permission. Simple as that. I've got to admit, though, I would love to see her hair right now. Just, oh, beautiful. Am I the jerk for not allowing my daughter to spend Christmas with me and my new family? I am a 46-year-old mother of a 24-year-old woman from my first marriage and 12 and 10-year-old boys from my second marriage. When I was married to my first husband, he was unemployed almost all our marriage. We lived in his house that his father owned. His father paid our bills. He bought us the car we drove. He sent my husband money to take care of our family, etc. I was young, stupid, and in love. That is my only excuse for living like that. When my daughter turned five, I started pushing my husband to work and I myself got a job. He didn't want to. Things escalated and ended up in us getting divorced. He got full custody while I got visitations every other Saturday. His dad hired a good lawyer. I couldn't do that. I also had to pay child support. I used to work a full-time and two part-time jobs to afford my one-bedroom apartment as well as the child support payments. A year after our divorce, my ex married a new woman. There was a lot of child alienation from them and sadly, I couldn't afford to take them to court again. By the time my daughter turned 14, she was calling me by name and calling her stepmom, mum. I tried my best to hold on to my kid. I went to all the events I could go to. I planned fun days with the limited funds I had. Even when I couldn't afford to turn on the heat, I still made sure to get her a Christmas gift. Sadly, by the time she turned 16, she no longer wanted to have anything to do with me. I took them to court, but they did nothing. And the last time I saw her, she said some very awful things to me. I was defeated, but I decided that I no longer had a daughter, since that is literally what she wanted. I moved away, met a good man, married him, and had two wonderful kids. Last year, my daughter reached out. 
She was sorry. She said that she wanted to reconnect. I was hesitant and resentful, but I still talk with her once a week. Suddenly, she asked if she could spend Christmas with us. She wanted to get to know her brothers. I told her that we were not at a stage where I could allow that. It got heated, but I told her that I could not trust her with my kids and that I was still not 100% sure that I wanted our relationship to become more. She says that I'm a jerk, that I'm punishing her for things she had no control over, that I know what she told me and how she reacted to me was a direct result of her father's manipulation. So, am I the jerk? Well, never have I agreed with someone more than I agree with your daughter right now. She says you're the jerk for punishing her for things she had no control over. And yeah, I completely agree with her. It's very clear to me anyway that the way she acted throughout all those years, you know, alienating you, telling you that she wanted nothing to do with you is directly because of her father, your ex-husband. That's clear to see. I just think it's harsh to punish a literal child, someone that, you know, was thinking those things when they were 14, 16, even younger just because of your ex and now they've realized that that is the reason and you're still punishing them for that. Yeah, I think it's time to just forget the past and try and make a new relationship with your daughter. Am I the jerk for throwing away the expensive whiskey my brother got me for my 40th? I am a 40 year old man and I just turned 40 last week. I'm divorced and have two teenage kids with my ex-wife, a 17 year old boy and a 14 year old girl. My whole family came to mine and my girlfriend's apartment last Saturday for my birthday party. My parents, some aunts and uncles, some cousins, my three brothers with their families, my two kids and my girlfriend's 15 year old son who lives with us. I am a recovered alcoholic. I've been sober for six years now. Alcohol absolutely ruined my life. It destroyed my marriage and nuked my relationship with my kids for years. I don't allow alcohol in my home now for anyone. It just isn't served or tolerated here. My entire family knows this very well as they know my entire history with alcohol. For my 40th, my brother bought me a very expensive bottle of whiskey. It had writing on it, a very heavy bottle and very old whiskey, so it probably cost him a couple hundred bucks. When he gave me that bottle, I was shocked and said, I don't drink, but thanks for the gift. He then opened the bottle and started pouring shots in plastic cups for everyone. My daughter had a panic attack at the smell of the alcohol, which I'm painfully aware is my fault and I will never forgive myself for it. So I told my brother to take the alcohol out on the balcony and just leave it there. He though wouldn't do it and took a shot of the whiskey. I told him to seriously stop it and he proceeded to pour the whiskey. He then said I'm acting like a sober saint now when I ruined everyone's birthdays for years with my drinking. I told him to come to the hallway with me and talk it out. He refused and put a glass of whiskey in my hand. I took the trash can, threw the whiskey bottle in it and the plastic cups and took the trash out. My brother then stormed off and my mum followed him. She later called me, demanding an apology for disrespecting my brother like that. My dad said I was being overly sensitive, and some of my other family members also agree. Am I the jerk here? Obviously not. Are you kidding me? You're giving someone who was an alcoholic and therefore is still an alcoholic because being an alcoholic, you can never really leave that behind. You're still addicted to alcohol, even if you don't have it anymore. A bottle of whiskey for their birthday and then saying, come on, everyone, let's do some shots. Are you mad? What's shocking here is just your entire family's reaction to this. Like they should be saying to your brother, what are you doing? Leave immediately. Are you joking? You know how much alcohol has ruined not just OP's life, but his family's life as well. I mean, look, his daughter just had a panic attack for God's sake because of the smell. That shows how incredibly impactful alcohol has been on this family. Yet you still bring it to his birthday party? Wow. Am I the jerk for not wanting my husband to go to his ex's funeral? 
I'll admit, I'm biased right off the bat. I couldn't stand her. I call her his ex to myself and others. He called her his friend. We're all in our early 40s and she died recently, an aneurysm. I've been with him for 10 years now, but he'd known her for 20 plus. The way he tells it, they were friends in college, decided to date, got married, and then realized they weren't a great couple and decided to just be friends. All that happened years before I met him. He was clear early on that she was important. A couple of months into dating, it came up that his friend was actually his ex-wife. He explained the above to me, saying she was one of his closest friends and that it was purely platonic. I expressed some discomfort at him being so close to an ex, and he told me, that's fine. If you have a serious issue with it, let me know now and save us some time. I'll choose her. I like you and all, but I've known her for over 12 years and she is one of the most important people in my life. You'll have to be okay with that if you want us to be a thing. When we were engaged, I asked again. He gave me this perplexed look and asked, why would us getting married affect my friendships? I sucked it up and went along. I resented every moment of knowing her, especially when we had to be social. She understood some part of him that I couldn't. Her husband was friends with mine as well, so it's not like I could use him as an angle. Oh wow, that is a horribly malicious comment, I've gotta say. He'd have lunch with the ex, they'd go to their geeky movies and whatever. The few times I brought it up, he said, we had this conversation before and you had your chance to back out. She died after they had lunch the other day on the way to her car. He spent a bunch of time crying, but honestly, I was relieved. He was working with her husband on funeral planning. I told him, you don't think you're going, do you? This is my argument summed up. She's dead, so she's not a factor anymore. He doesn't get to use his she's my friend excuse since she doesn't exist anymore. He had his cry for a couple of days. He gets to be done with mourning her already. There's no need for him to go to her funeral since I wouldn't want her at his. What am I reading? He was the angriest I've ever seen him when I told him that. Replying that he'll be going no matter how I feel and that he's willing to burn this to the freaking ground while holding up his wedding band. Besides you, she was the closest friend in my life. Him, her husband, and my sisters are calling me an insensitive jerk over this, all saying that there was no romantic aspect to their relationship and that I'm heartless. Her husband went so far as calling me a ghoul for how I reacted. I never felt their relationship was appropriate, and I hid that for years because I wanted to be with my husband. Now that she's gone, I don't feel I should have to hide it anymore and can speak freely. So, am I in the wrong for just wanting him to be done with her and for him to not attend the funeral? Well, I've got to say, first of all, absolutely yes, you're in the wrong. And secondly, some of the language in here is nuts. I can't quite believe it. Don't get me wrong, I can understand how from your perspective you don't particularly like this relationship. They're exes, you know, they were married and they're still great friends and it's annoying to you. I can understand that. However, your husband is right. He's given you so many opportunities throughout your entire relationship to be like, okay, this is too much for me. I'm done with it, but you've kept going. Now, admittedly, I understand that maybe you were like, okay, I don't like this, but I love him. I'm gonna keep going no matter what, and you still don't like it. That's okay. However, some of the malicious stuff that you're saying here, saying that you're glad that she's dead, that she's not a factor anymore, that he's done with his mourning over his best friend other than you, and that he now can't even go to the funeral, that's insane. Even if you hated this woman, you didn't like her relationship with your husband, I don't really care. Ultimately, she was your husband's best friend other than you, as he said, and you're saying, no, you can't go to the funeral. That is crazy. You're definitely the butthole. Now, before we get into our next story, I have a very special announcement for you. After an insane amount of demand from you guys, I'm delighted to say that I've released some limited edition Not Today Karen merch. Picture this, you're out and about in the streets and a wild Karen appears and starts confronting you. What do you do? Well, normally you have to talk to a witch like this. However, get one of these t-shirts or hoodies on and all you have to do is simply point to it, laugh, 
and walk away. How easy is that? The link is down in the description if you like what you see. Go ahead, check the stuff out. I think they'd make a great Christmas present or even just a little gift for yourself. As always, it's official stuff from the very best supplier, so the quality is unmatched and it's one of the best ways to support me and the channel. With that being said, let's carry on. Am I the jerk for not letting our kids eat my wife's cooking? I am a 34-year-old man and I have a wife and we have two children, a four-year-old girl and a seven-year-old boy. I work as a manager at a care home and my wife owns a bakery with her mum. My wife cooks all the time because she is much better at cooking than I am. I cook sometimes. She is the one who takes care of the house, the kids and chores. Yesterday, when I came back from work, dinner was ready. So I plated it up for everyone while my wife was washing her hands. My kids liked their food cut up. I was cutting their chicken into pieces and it looked a bit pink. I told my wife to look at it and she said, it is a little bit pink, but it's fine. I told her I'm not letting them eat this if it's pink. She told me to stop being a baby and it's not gonna kill them. I kept telling her it's pink in the middle, they shouldn't eat that, they can get food poisoning and that it's dangerous for them. She told me, if you don't want them eating it, then you can cook their dinner. So I made them cheese and ham toasties. I also made her one, but she didn't eat it. She told me she isn't talking to me if I think her cooking is horrible. Now I don't think it's horrible, I just didn't want our kids eating that. I told her to stop thinking she was right. So, am I the jerk? I mean, I don't know about this one. Surely the simple solution in this isolated instance of the pink chicken is just to cook it for a little bit longer. Just say to your wife, I don't want to you know, be rude. You do all the cooking. You take care of the kids. I completely respect that and I'm very grateful for it. Would you mind just to satisfy my inner, you know, worries if we can just put this chicken a little bit longer? I'm sorry, but a little bit longer just so it's not as pink. You yourself have admitted it is a little bit on the pink side, even if that's not going to really, you know, harm our children. And she probably... If she was a reasonable woman would have said okay not ideal but fair enough i understand however you've gone down the complete wrong road being petty making a completely different meal and not even letting your wife give her cooking to your children yeah that's way too far my friend that's not the way of doing it now this incident on top of you saying that your wife is better at cooking than you i don't know how that really works i mean just train right practice you can be a good cook like women aren't born better cooks than men are they it's just are you good at it or not like practice it my friend also she takes care of the kids and she just seems to do all the other chores yeah it's not looking great for you my friend are we the jerks for not giving our granddaughter the same wedding gift as our other grandchildren first of all this is my first post on here ever i wanted an objective opinion and i have read a lot of these kinds of posts on facebook if i do anything wrong please tell me oh don't worry i will i am a woman in my 70s and i'm the grandmother to five wonderful grandkids three women and two men. The last of my grandkids got married last October. My husband and I usually get them a small gift, usually the cheapest thing on the registry. Then the day before the wedding, we privately give them a check for $40,000. We prefer that they use it for a house, but we don't force them to do so. We also ask them to keep it private. We have a big extended family and we don't want them to expect it from us. They all honored this request. When it came to our youngest granddaughter, we bought her an air fryer. That was the cheapest thing on the registry and sent it in advance. Then she called us furious. She went off on us for being cheap and how she knew we had money, but that we didn't love her enough to show it by getting her something more expensive. We were horrified by her behavior. Then she went ahead and threatened to disinvite us if we didn't get her a better gift. We discussed it, bought her a china set, but we did not give her the money that was set aside for her. We decided that she did not deserve it. Fast forward to last week. She met up with her brother. They got to talking and she found out about the cash gift that he got. She asked her cousins and found out all of them got the same gift. She called us furious for discriminating against her. 
We told her that it was our money and after how she behaved we did not want to give it to her She started crying said that she was just extremely stressed and that we shouldn't have taken it to heart We told her that we stand by our decision But now she is refusing to attend christmas and her mother our daughter-in-law is calling us jerks So are we no absolutely you're not as you said it is your money you can do with it as you like and ultimately you have done what you were asked to do in the first place right you know there's a registry for a reason there's a list you've got something on that list why is she so upset with you maybe she could be annoyed fine like you have a lot of money fair enough she knows this but because of her behavior being entitled being clearly very spoiled you've decided not to give her the money and that's completely your decision i mean the crazy thing is that she cared more about the cost of the gift that you got her than your presence at her wedding that is that is a bit nuts you have to admit right that's nothing to do with money or anything like that that's just her trying to get as much money that just goes against everything that you'd ever want in a person right that's got nothing to do with your family your relationships that sort of stuff that's just like if you're not going to give me enough money then you're not invited at all oh and also she called you furious once she found out about the lack of 40k trying to force you to give her more money again she didn't even learn her lesson the first time. Maybe if she'd come up with an amazing apology, you might have given her the money. Who knows? But the fact that she didn't learn her lesson proves that you were in the right in the first place. Am I the jerk for upstaging my wife in our Christmas cookie baking tradition? My wife and I have a tradition every Christmas where we bake Christmas cookies and frost them with our friends. We then give the cookies out to friends and family and helpers. Every year, my wife would take on the bulk of the baking duties, insisting that only she knew how to bake them right and only letting whoever is helping frost them. She always insisted on doing all the baking because frosting is the fun part and the only thing people want to do. Usually, this frosting and baking marathon would last until the wee hours of the morning and start around noon. Well, this year, for reasons that aren't relevant to this post today, she would not be available on the day we normally do all of this. She was sad that we wouldn't be able to do our cookie tradition. I said that I was more than capable of baking the cookies. She seemed to think that I was joking and that I could basically never do it myself. Well, I said I'd try and she wished me a sarcastic good luck. Well, in the run-up to the days of baking and frosting, I start running drills to optimize production. Enter testing and tragic mistake montage. I started rearranging the house in various configurations, running tests on the dough we were using to see how long it took to bake and making appropriate changes while running it by taste testers, substituting ingredients for quicker bake time while preserving taste, making the cookies as thin as possible without compromising frosting ratio, canvas space for creativity, and or compromising structural integrity, etc. So come the day of baking, I have everything down to a science. As friends and family come in, I give them the rundown. After a couple of hours, most kinks are worked out and cookies are flowing out at a breakneck pace. Eventually, we start running out of material, something that never happened under my wife's aegis. We start making runs to the store for the necessary raw materials to fuel our mighty cookie forges. By the time we were done, we were exhausted around 2 a.m. We produced at least five times the amount of cookies that we ever had before. Well, my wife gets home a couple of days later and is weirdly upset. She insists the cookies taste weird, that we spent too much money, and that I was actively trying to make her look bad by making so much more than her. In truth, I ran blind tests to see if anyone could differentiate between our old recipe and mine, and nobody could. I also only spent 40% more than years previous as I slotted in some cheaper ingredients and bought some stuff in bulk, and I'd absolutely zero intention of upstaging her. I simply had the goal of maximizing cookie production. She says that even if I didn't do it on purpose, that I should have thought about how it made her look to our circles and that I've embarrassed her, and she actually called me a jerk. She's never called me that in all three years of marriage, so I can't help but think I am. So, am I in the wrong? 
And there we go, a little bit of a techie one to end with. I'm not entirely sure how I think about this. Just from reading your post, OP, and seeing how you sound, and, you know, trying to gauge the tone of your voice and how you feel about this entire thing through your words, I wouldn't say that you're the jerk. You sound like a nice guy, and you sound like you had good intentions. And ultimately, you did come out with a fantastic solution that yielded five times the amount that it did in the past, and everyone seemed to like it and have a good time, so fair play for that. What I would say, though, is that your wife is upset for a reason, and I think it's a valid reason. It is her thing, and look, maybe given that she wasn't going to do it, it's nice of you to take over it, and she could have been a little bit more grateful. But I do understand, in part, why she feels slightly upstaged, especially if you've made so much more, and, you know, people are saying it's just as nice. I can understand why she'd feel a bit miffed about that. Like, it's a tough one, because you didn't do anything wrong, and the way you did it sounds fun and competitive, which probably was exciting for a lot of people. But in your wife's shoes, you wouldn't want to come home and discover that... The thing that you do every single year has actually been improved or people have had more fun when you're not there. Like, that wouldn't be a nice surprise to come back to, would it? So I would say, look, you did nothing wrong, but maybe consider telling your wife how much you appreciate her doing it normally, how much you didn't like her being there, how, how, how much better it would have been if she was there with you and how much you were missed, and that ultimately you'd rather have her and fewer cookies than more cookies without her. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Am I the jerk for getting up from my chair in the middle of Christmas dinner and shouting shut the F up about my body in response to my husband's observation? So ever since I had my son months ago, my husband has started making indirect comments about my body. He never says any hurtful words, but I find his observations, as he calls it, hurtful. For example, he'd see me wearing an old top and say, oh, that top used to look good on you, but not anymore though. Or when he looks at my waist and says, wow, didn't know your waist could get this wide. Basically, passive stuff that I tried to ignore till it extended to friends and family. FYI, this went on for months and months and months. We went to Christmas celebration at his family's home. My sister-in-law complimented my floral maxi dress and my husband said, I agree, it looks nice on you. Though I have to admit that your waist could get smaller than this. Awkward silence took over. I was absolutely fuming and this was my last straw. So I got up from my chair in the middle of dinner and shouted at the top of my lungs, shut the F up about my body. He was absolutely speechless as his family stared while some others tried to get me to calm down. But the situation got more tense and dinner ended up being cut short. And my husband stormed off to his friend's place to spend the night upon leaving a very nasty text saying I embarrassed him and made a scene over an observation he made. He called me childish and told me to get therapy for my insecurity instead of verbally abusing him and scaring his family. Now I feel like an absolute idiot jerk and like I ruined Christmas for him and everybody with my oversensitivity. So, am I in the wrong? Well, first thing to say is it's very clear that you're not the jerk in this story. Are you mad? And secondly, these are not observations from your husband. They're not even passive aggressive. They're just horrible insults. To me, this guy just seems emotionally abusive. He probably knows exactly what he's doing and is trying to put you down for whatever reason. And it's just a disgusting man. 
Why are you with him? Am I the jerk for silently getting up and walking out of the restaurant during New Year's Eve dinner after I was told to pay for everyone at the table by my in-laws? I am a 32-year-old woman and I recently inherited a good amount of money from my mum. I keep the money in a separate account as I still haven't decided what to do with it and I didn't want it to go to waste. I noticed my husband constantly bringing up the inheritance money and making countless suggestions as to how I should spend it. Another thing is that he expects me to pay for nearly everything the past couple of weeks. For New Year's Eve, my husband and I met up with his family at a restaurant to celebrate. It was going fine until I found out that I was expected to pay for everyone at the table. My husband's mum joked about paying for dinner out of my inheritance pocket, which made me livid, but I showed no reaction, just silently paid for my own food and drinks. Then I got up and made my way out of the restaurant. They were shouting after me like a crowd and my husband tried to get me to come back, but I drove home. He got back at 3 a.m. yelling at me, saying I was pathetic to get up and walk out on him and his family after they relied on me to pay for their food and thought I was gracious enough to do it. But they were wrong. He said I humiliated him and the family and that what I did was an attempt to get back at them for not being able to help mum when she was sick. Not true is all I'm gonna say. He is mad and saying that I caused a huge rift between his family and me when it wouldn't have hurt me to pay for the celebratory dinner. So... Am I the jerk? Again, like the first story, you're obviously not in the wrong here. It's your money, it's your inheritance. And once again, your husband and his family are very, very strange. Let me get this straight. Your mum dies from an illness and the thing that your in-laws and your husband say is, great, now you can take us to dinner and spend money on us. That is just weird. Am I the jerk for telling my parents that they ruined New Year's celebration after they kicked my husband out over a joke? I've been married to my second husband, Mike, for four years now. He's a jokester and loves to crack jokes all the time. He especially likes a joke with my brother, Ethan, and his wife. Ethan used to be okay with it until he started complaining about Mike taking it too far with his jokes. Some context about Ethan. He and his wife couldn't have kids, so they adopted a boy, Joey, two years ago. Mike has been making silly, lighthearted jokes involving Joey's bio parents as a way to mess with Ethan and his wife. I already talked to Mike, and let me tell you, he 100% means no harm and is just trying to get them to react. So, fast forward to New Year's Eve. My parents hosted a big celebratory dinner and Ethan and his wife came. While we were eating dinner, Mike decided to tell a knock-knock joke to Ethan. He said, knock-knock. Ethan laughed and said, who's there? Mike replied, Joey's bio-parents, then burst out laughing. Sorry, I've got to just interrupt here. That has to be one of the worst jokes that I've ever heard in my entire life. How How is that funny? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, to be fair, it's got me laughing, but that's just because it's so stupid. Silence took over and Ethan's facial expressions changed. His wife called Mike an idiot, to which Mike replied with, Hey, relax. It was just a joke. An argument ensued and dinner was paused. My parents suddenly told Mike to leave, which I thought was too harsh. I tried to speak to them and get them to calm down, but mum insisted that Mike leave. We left and Mike was complaining the whole time about how they overreacted. I called mum later and she told me Mike was out of line with his hurtful jokes about this touchy topic and told me that I was wrong for defending him and saying he was just joking. She said he ruined New Year's for the family, but I told her it was her and dad who ruined the celebrations for escalating the situation and kicking him out. I told her he could talk to them, but again, they were the ones who ruined New Year's celebration. She called me delusional for the statement and hung up. We haven't talked to them for days. I tried contacting Ethan, but no response. It's kind of like when someone says a really terrible offensive joke and then says no offense at the end and then they think it's okay because they've added the no offense. Except in this story, there was no offense at the end. It was just honestly one of the worst jokes I've ever heard. Like where is the humor in that? I know I said it halfway through, but honestly, (laughs) what part of that is funny? 
It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's pretty obvious to say this, but yeah, just because you find something funny doesn't mean it's not offending someone else. It's not about how you find the joke you're telling. It's about, you know, if the person you're telling it to finds it funny. It's so weird. Genuinely the worst joke I've probably ever heard. And yeah, needless to say, in this story, your husband is obviously the jerk, and so are you for defending him. Am I the jerk for putting parental controls on my TV and royally angering my father-in-law? I live with my wife. We have two kids, an eight-year-old boy and a six-year-old girl. My wife's parents are staying with us temporarily as their home is having some serious repairs after a freak accident. It wasn't their fault and luckily they had insurance. The repairs should be completed in two months from now. I don't really get along with my in-laws, especially my father-in-law, but I agreed to let them stay because I thought the time would fly by and it wouldn't be that bad. But I'm posting here, so I guess I was wrong. My mother-in-law doesn't have a job and my father-in-law works late shifts until around 11 p.m. When he gets home, they'll watch YouTube in the living room and play music at a loud volume with our speaker system. It's not college house party bass tearing apart the walls loud, but it's still loud. My kids are not light sleepers, but this wakes them up. Then they go wake me up because they want me to make it stop. My kids need to be rested for school and I need to get up in the morning to drop them off and go to work. My wife works overnight shifts, so she doesn't witness this. I've tried to talk to my mother and father-in-law about it and ask that they please keep the noise down after my kids' bedtime, which is half past eight. I don't expect complete silence, but I really don't think they need to have the TV on loud late at night. My father-in-law argued with me and said that he doesn't finish work until 11 p.m., so I'm basically expecting him not to do the things that he enjoys after work. I told him he can do it before work or on his days off, or it's tough. He complained to my wife, who's now taking his side and saying that the kids need to learn how to sleep through a bit of everyday noise. I told her it's not everyday noise and that he and my mother-in-law are being excessively noisy and inconsiderate. She's just not there to see it. My father-in-law has been sending me links to buy earplugs for the kids. I've gotten really fed up with this. It's not my in-law's house and they're staying with us as guests and I think they're being really selfish. I decided to put parental controls on the TV so that my in-laws can't use it after half past eight until 6 a.m. the next day. Between those times, the TV cannot be used without putting in the password and only I know it. This doesn't affect my wife as she doesn't get off work until 6 a.m. and isn't normally home until 6.20-ish. My father-in-law is now incredibly angry with me and said that I'm acting like a child and keeps pestering me, demanding the password. My wife is also mad at me for upsetting her dad. I'm just so annoyed at this whole situation and I'm sick of hearing about it. So I just want to know if I'm morally in the clear. OP, of course you're in the clear. As you said right from the beginning, it's your house. And that is as simple as it gets. They are guests in your home. I don't care if they're in-laws or not. They are still guests in your home and therefore they have to respect your rules. Saying that the kids should just get earplugs or sleep through a little bit of noise is crazy. Like that is ridiculous. I get it, a little bit of chat here and there is all right. The TV on a very low volume, fair enough. But it is 11 o'clock on a school night for your kids in their home. That's not really fair. Ultimately, if they don't like the rules that you've set in your own house and they can go and stay in a motel or something like there's no need for them to be there, especially given that you're giving them the house for free, right? They're staying with you, I presume, for free. It's strange that your wife is backing them up this much when her own children are being affected by this. Overall, get them gone. You are not the jerk. Am I the jerk for snitching and causing my friend to lose her scholarship dream college acceptance? I, a 19-year-old woman, am a sophomore in college, and I have a friend, Tia, who is in high school and applying for colleges and scholarships. I helped her throughout the college process, and she ended up getting in early action to her top college, and she got a full scholarship. I was happy for her, until recently. I was talking to a mutual friend of ours and she started gushing about how Tia's essay was so heartfelt and beautiful. I asked to see it because I thought she'd just forgotten to show me. She showed me many of her essay drafts. 
but as I was reading it, I was completely taken aback. This essay was one of my college essay drafts, which I'd shown to Tia for reference on writing techniques only. I made this clear. I was livid. The essay was really personal and she barely even tweaked it up. It was almost entirely copied and pasted. I trusted her with it and this is what she did. In a fit of rage, I gathered all the evidence of me helping her with the college process, including evidence of me sending the specific essay to her and I showed it to the school. She not only lost her scholarship, but she also lost her seat at the school. Now people are calling me dramatic and shaming me for robbing her of her education. She's the only person in her family to get into college and receive even academic and athletic scholarship so everyone was rooting for her including me at one time and while i didn't expect the outcome to be so severe it was right now i feel bad i feel terrible i feel like she took advantage of me but i didn't want to be the cause of something so horrible i did myself a justice but at the cost of someone's dreams now i'm wondering if what i did was justified or not so am i the jerk now this one i think is actually quite a tough one the easy answer here is just to quickly say no of course you're not you're you're in the right she stole your essay you trusted her and she betrayed your trust she deserves all the punishment in the world and i get that i really do however does the punishment of her completely losing her dream spot her scholarship her education etc really justify the crime of copying one essay i'm not entirely sure that it does for me it depends on the other stuff that she did was that all copied as well how heavily was that referenced how much was it her own work because if it was just this one essay that she copied yes for you op i understand that's a horrible situation and it would feel terrible and of course you need there to be some repercussions for your own sake but if it was just that one this does seem a little bit too far to me and of course you could never have known that this was going to happen and she was going to be kicked out so fair enough if you wanted to go ahead and do what you did i do get that from your personal point of view it just seems a little bit harsh for me that's all i mean look i'm not surprised i'm just reading through the comments here and the majority are saying that op is not the jerk and that she plagiarized and you know you can't do that to get into college etc etc it all makes sense to me it does i just think come on everyone's copied at some point haven't they let's be honest with each other everyone's done it it's only one thing is it really that bad am i the jerk for not defending my boyfriend when my brother asked him to leave my boyfriend, Ryan, likes to help others. He's the type of guy who would give a coworker money for their rent or buy groceries for our neighbor. However, he can take it too far at times. He often tries to help people without asking if they need or want his help. Every year, my brother Paul and his wife, Lily, host a holiday dinner. This year, Ryan attended for the first time. Before we left for their house, I told Ryan that Lily was legally blind and had been her entire life. She knew what she could and could not do. I told Ryan to only help Lily if she asked for help. We arrived early so I could help Paul and Lily cook. While we were cooking, Ryan kept telling Lily things like, Lily, if you're looking for the soul, it's to your right. Or, Lily, don't put that there. It's too close to the edge. Lily and Paul both told him that while his commentary was somewhat helpful, it was completely unnecessary. Still, Ryan did not stop. However, things became tense when Lily went to go and chop vegetables. When she pulled out a knife, Ryan stopped her and asked if he could take over because he didn't want Lily to hurt herself. Lily said she'd be fine, but Ryan insisted that she give him the knife. Finally, Paul got annoyed and told Ryan to stop. Ryan did stop, but he kept hovering over Lily while she was chopping. I asked Ryan to sit down until dinner was ready, but Ryan insisted that he just wanted to help. Finally, Lily asked him and I to help set the table and greet people arriving. We did, but things were still tense. I did pull Ryan to the side and reminded him again to only help Lily if she asked for it. He agreed, but I could tell that he was still upset. Everything finally boiled over after dinner. My nieces, who are five and three years old, have a game they love to play with their mother. 
they will hand Lily something and Lily would have to guess what it is. Lily would sometimes make a couple of clearly outrageous guesses, like saying an egg is an elephant or a shoe to make her daughters laugh. After dinner, the eldest handed Lily the salt shaker. When Lily guessed it was a phone, Ryan piped up and said it was a salt shaker. Lily laughed it off and explained the game to Ryan, but I could see that she was annoyed. My niece then handed Lily a coin. When Lily guessed incorrectly, Ryan loudly told Lily it was a coin. This was apparently the last straw for Paul. Paul demanded that Ryan leave since he clearly couldn't respect Lily. Ryan insisted that he was trying to be helpful. However, Lily said it was probably best if Ryan and I left. I quickly gathered up our things and managed to convince Ryan to leave. Ryan is currently angry at me. He said I should have defended him, especially since I knew he was only being helpful. He also insisted that I should have stood up against Paul's overreaction. Those are Ryan's words. I'm now wondering if I should have defended Ryan. So, am I the jerk? No, you're definitely not in the wrong, but I would say that the thing that you are wrong about is calling Ryan helpful in the first place. I don't think this is helpful at all. This is the opposite of helpful. If you get someone that is so helpful that they do things that are just not helpful at all, and if anything are actually really offensive to someone else, then that is not helpful. And even when they're told multiple times to stop doing something and they continue to do it, then that is the opposite of helpful. That's not being too helpful. That is being unhelpful. I'm not sure what's going on here with Ryan and his personality, but I feel like he knows what he's doing, right? You can't be too helpful to the extent that you keep trying to do something and help out when you're being explicitly told stop doing that that doesn't make any sense to me like he sounds insufferable right he wasn't being nice at any point during this i mean maybe at the start fine when he didn't get it and even though you told him about lily being blind and being okay with what she can and can't do fine give him a little bit of leeway after you tell him he just becomes super patronizing and i completely agree with paul get him gone because lily was clearly getting annoyed and it was just ruining the entire experience am i the jerk for laughing at my niece's gifts my 12 year old niece is really into arts and crafts and recently got into crocheting before christmas she told me that she had a surprise gift for me and seemed really excited about it i told her i was really looking forward to it as well and i prepared her gift myself which was actually art supplies on christmas when we had our family gathering she brought me her gift and was super excited for me to open it when i opened it i saw a crocheted animal but if i'm being honest it looked really really bad to give you an idea of what it looked like imagine something from r slash bad taxidermy but in crochet form i couldn't help but burst out laughing and i couldn't stop laughing no matter how hard i tried to suppress it So I had to excuse myself to go to the washroom where I locked myself for nearly 10 minutes When I came out my niece was in tears with her parents trying to console her and I apologized profusely And told her that I really liked her gift But she kept crying and shouting at me calling me a liar and that she sucked at art My niece avoided me for the vast majority of the party after that I tried to make her feel better by displaying her gift on my living room cabinet But my wife pulled me aside later in the day and told me to take it down after the party because it was in her words really ugly and made her uncomfortable surprisingly all the adults were very understanding of my situation but i feel really bad because i feel like i destroyed my niece's confidence and i'm not sure how i can make it up to her yeah you should feel bad and yeah you did destroy her confidence i don't think that any sane person in that situation would laugh especially not for 10 minutes if you can see the joy and excitement in a young person's face about giving you literally anything let alone something that they've spent hard graft and time working on for you even if it's completely so embarrassingly awful you don't laugh you say wow that's amazing you accept it and then maybe you joke about it later with the adults if you really want to but you don't laugh right then and there in their face about something that they've gifted you that is shocking form am i the jerk for leaving my babies inside by themselves 
I am a 20 year old mother of triplets who are only two months old I never expected ever in my life that I would be a mother to triplets So when I first became pregnant, it was definitely the last thing on my mind I'm home with my babies all day long and I had to even transfer my education to online Sometimes I just need some fresh air Especially when I can't get them to stop crying and I find myself getting super frustrated to the point of tears It's honestly so hard and the dad isn't here to help as he's either at work or at school My fiance's parents rented us a main floor apartment. So when I step outside I'm literally just sitting on the chair right beside the door Plus I have a baby monitor set up in their room and it has a camera on it I can literally see them and hear them So if anything happened, i'd be able to quickly get to them being able to step outside for a few minutes to take a breather Is really important to me because I start to have mini panic attacks when I can't get them to stop crying And I get really frustrated because I just feel super overwhelmed being able to go outside just gives me a chance to calm down My fiance came home to me sitting outside while the babies were crying and freaked out on me Calling me a horrible mum and a bunch of other names that i'm not gonna list here He thinks that I was being super neglectful and putting the babies in harm's way And he even told his parents and now everyone seems to be really against me I grew up in the system. My fiance's family is the only family i've ever known So it breaks my heart that they're so upset with me But I really don't think I was doing anything wrong or putting my babies in harm's way But they seem to think otherwise So here I am wondering if I should apologize for my actions or if i'm the jerk in this situation Okay, strong start for me. No, you're not the jerk here I kind of get it from your husband's perspective a little bit But you have to be able to have at least one or two minutes rest You can't just look after your children 24 7 like be in the same room as them 24 7 is what i'm trying to say The truth is you still got them on the baby monitor. You're right outside in case anything was to happen Being in the room or being outside looking on a monitor doesn't really change anything And as you've said, it's very important for your anxiety. You're having mini panic attacks. You need to sort something out It's a lot of stress and you have a few minutes rest That's okay with me. Am I the jerk for wanting hot food? Yesterday, I went ice skating with my girlfriend. Tuesday is one of her days for dinner, so she made chicken salad. When I saw the chicken salad, I admit I made a face. She was like, what? What's the problem? I said that we were outside in the cold all afternoon and I wasn't really in the mood for cold food. She said we're inside, the heat is set to 74, and we're both wearing warm, dry clothes, so it's plenty warm enough to eat salad. I said, sure, but I just wanted something warm to heat me up on the inside. She said that was ridiculous, Because my internal temperature is in the 90s and my insides are plenty hot at this point We were going in circles So I said I was just gonna heat up some soup and told her to go ahead and start eating and i'll be back in a few minutes When I came out of the kitchen with my soup She was clearly upset and she asked how I would feel if she refused to eat what I made tomorrow Which is today I said I wouldn't care and she said that was bs because it's rude to turn your nose up as something someone made for you So was I the jerk for not wanting cold salad after being cold all day? Yeah, your girlfriend is completely right. Like she's absolutely correct If she did the same thing to you, you would be very annoyed It's just a fact and you saying that you wouldn't care is bs. She is correct once again It doesn't matter what she makes and it doesn't matter what you really like to be honest The fact that she's spent time making you food and you just throw it back in her face and do your own thing Yeah, it's very rude and you are the jerk simple as that Am I the jerk for moving my son into a rental apartment after finding out that his dad's been canceling his job applications My son aiden who is 23 moved back in with us Upon graduating college as my husband wanted my husband's original plan was to have aiden live with us for free But stay home and help with his disabled younger brother who is 16 Aiden started complaining about needing money and wanted to find a job 
My husband was against this and even offered to double his allowance But aiden was growing tired of staying at home So he began looking for jobs here and there for over a year, but none of his job applications came through He just apply and they never got back to him. We were confused by this until recently I found out that my husband was behind all the job applications being cancelled He'd wait until aiden applied then he'd proceed to cancel the application by impersonating him and using his email I blew up at him at this but his justification is that he's just trying to make sure that our younger son is cared for by aiden And he said that aiden has been a big help and him getting a job will affect his care for his brother I went ahead and rented an apartment for aiden and told him to stay there until he finds a job and starts paying for it himself Aiden was hurt upon knowing what his dad did. My husband was livid when he found out. He called me unhinged and said that I was separating the boys and teaching Aiden to become selfish and care more about a job than family. He also said it was a huge decision for me to rent an apartment without even running it with him. He's been giving me hell about it and is calling me a terrible mother for encouraging Aiden to be selfish and self-centered. He said I needed to see and understand why he did what he did. To be honest, I don't even want to answer the question of are you the jerk here, really? Because the main thing is, your husband is very weird. Aiden's dad, that is. What's he doing? Seriously, what's he doing? Does he really think it's worth jeopardizing the future of one of his sons just for the other one? I get it. The 16-year-old is going to take a lot more care and obviously, you know, attention than the 23-year-old. But that shouldn't mean that you force a 23-year-old to not live their life just to look after his younger brother. The fact is, he's been doing it for a long time anyway. He's 23 now. He needs to go and live his own life. And ultimately, 16-year-old has two parents that can look after him, I'm sure. I don't think you should force Aiden to not move out, not get a job. Simple as that. Am I the jerk for pulling my pants down and showing my husband my underwear after he insisted that I was on my period when I wasn't? My husband has a bad habit of blaming my behavior or reactions on my period for example when we argue he'd say i won't argue anymore since you tend to act crazy when you're on your period or even say i know you didn't mean to do or say that but couldn't help it since it's that time of the month for you it's so irritating and it prevents me from being allowed to express myself it happened again last night at the dinner table we had an argument about him forgetting to fill my car with gas after he used it and when i expressed my frustration he said we're not going to talk about this now since you appear to be on your period I said that I was not on my period and that this was just me feeling frustrated with him. But he insisted that he won't talk about this then and insisted he won't hear what I had to say since... You must be on your period since you're being irrational during this argument. I snapped. I'd had enough. So I got up, stood in front of him while he was still eating, and pulled down my pants to show him my underwear. He made a grossed out face and shouted, Frick, that's nasty. I'm eating my dang dinner. We had a full-blown argument and he said I acted horribly and ruined his appetite by putting that nasty move. He told me to grow up and stop being spiteful over nothing. He keeps saying I grossed him out during dinner and made him go to bed hungry. So, am I the jerk? Did I overreact? Once again, I'm not entirely sure what's going on in this episode, but we just seem to have a lot of strange men. Maybe that's men in general. What can I say? Uh, But in all seriousness, this guy is very weird. Doesn't even matter if you're the jerk or not in this spot. Get rid of him. Like the weirdest guy ever. I don't understand. Like, How do you actually marry someone that says, oh, I can't have an argument with you because you're on your period? If I was a girl, I wouldn't marry someone who said that. I'd be like, I wouldn't even, they wouldn't even be my boyfriend or girl. Like, you know, I just wouldn't be with them. You know, maybe he's great in bed. I don't know. Just seems very odd and I would definitely sack him off. Am I the jerk for showing up to my husband's doctor's appointment? My husband has been dealing with some health issues the past few weeks and has been frequently visiting the doctor. I asked if I could go with him, but he refused, saying it wouldn't be necessary. When I asked why he wouldn't want me with him, he said he felt more comfortable having privacy with his doctor. I jokingly asked if his doctor was a woman and he glanced at me. I anticipated his next doctor's appointment and decided to go and meet 
meet him there He went and 10 minutes later. I entered the office I identified myself as his wife and he was shocked when he saw me I greeted his doctor a man lol and we talked but my husband refused to even look my way and refused to speak as well We left the office together and he went off on me in the car saying I shouldn't have followed him and came into the doctor's office after he asked me for some privacy I said it was all right. I'm his wife. I already know what his issues are and I just wanted to show support He said I overstepped his one boundary and refused to respect his wish and made him more stressed than he already is in these hard times that he's going through I thought he overreacted, but am I the jerk? Finally a woman in the wrong It's good to see because I was getting a little bit worried there about all the men doing terrible things The one thing that your husband has said to you is please do not come to my doctor's appointments And also your health is literally the most private thing, right? And I get it. He's your husband, but he's genuinely said to you this one thing I would like to do privately and you've disrespected him. So yes, you're the jerk Like what are you even going there for? I don't really understand like what's the point Just you said afterwards that you speak to him about it and you know what the issue is So if you know what the issue is, why are you then going to the doctor's appointment to speak to his doctor? It just sounds like you're very insecure to be honest because you're saying is the doctor a girl Maybe that's the main reason because your husband's telling everything anyway very odd behavior. You're the jerk Am I the jerk for prioritizing my son's dog? over my wife's pregnancy. When my son, who is now 14, was eight years old, we got a dog. He's half Great Dane and half some dog my friend's dog met during an unauthorized absence. My son loves this dog and does all the care for him, except vet stuff, and is a very responsible dog owner. This dog is pretty much his best friend. My wife is 12 weeks pregnant, and ever since we confirmed the pregnancy, she's been acting weird around the dog. She avoids him, puts her hand over her stomach when he's around, and jolts whenever he makes noise. Today, she told me she wants to rehome the dog. I asked her what she was talking about. She said she's been having anxiety that he will jump on her. This is completely unreasonable. He doesn't jump on people. We train him not to jump on people or run into people very young because he's half Great Dane. And I felt this was important for all dogs, but especially one who could possibly grow to such a large size, which he did. There is no reason for her to think the dog will jump on her. She said there's no way to know for sure that the dog won't jump on her. And if he does, our baby could be hurt. This dog has never so much as growled at her. She said that even if the dog doesn't jump on her, her anxiety about it is bad for her health. She said she needs the dog elsewhere for her safety and the babies. I told her that there was no way. My son got this dog right after he lost his mum and imprinted on him hard. Sometimes I think he loves the dog more than me. I'm not taking his dog. The dog didn't do anything. My wife said that I am prioritizing the dog over her pregnancy. The dog isn't a threat to her pregnancy. If this were any other unreasonable request, I would do it just because she's pregnant. I just can't break my son's heart over a fear she has that makes no sense. So am I being a jerk? Now, I think the title of this one, Am I the Jerk for Prioritizing My Son's Dog Over My Wife's Pregnancy, is a little bit, you know, cheeky because it sounds way worse than it actually is. You're not really prioritizing your son's dog over your wife's pregnancy. Yes, in, in literal senses you are, but in reality, you're prioritizing your son and the amazing bond that he has with this dog, your dog, who is your best friend, the dog who's done nothing wrong over your wife's pregnancy. And that's a difference. But for your wife, fair enough. I I get it. Maybe she has just got a little bit anxious because there's a dog roaming around and she's pregnant. And that is absolutely completely fair, by the way. For me, it doesn't necessarily even matter if the dog has never done anything like that in the past before. Because you said, like, yeah, it is unreasonable to think that they will do that. But unreasonable thoughts are sometimes justified. And if it's going to make her more comfortable, I get why she's thinking that way. I don't know about rehoming, though. That seems very unfair. However, what I will say is that she is jeopardizing your son and his future and his mental well-being. Now, does she think that's fair? Because I certainly don't. 
and if it's all right realistically as it is then there's no reason to change anything you've got to think of the damage that that could do to your son if you were to take away his best friend uh, you know what i've actually just seen a great point in the comments by the way not the jerk has she stopped driving has she started using a wheelchair so she won't fall? Is she refusing to use the stairs? If you kind of get what this comment is saying, is she doing lots of other things to protect the baby? No, it's very unlikely. So why has she just changed her mind on the dog? I don't know. Maybe something's gone wrong there. Again, I genuinely don't mind her thinking this way because look, she's pregnant. She's literally raising a child inside of her. If you want to, you know, take precautions, fine. But it is weird that she's just having this one thing about the dog and seemingly nothing else in her life. Am I the jerk for calling my boyfriend dumb for boiling salmon? So this happened yesterday. I came home from work in the evening and saw something cooking on the stove. I asked my boyfriend and he said he was boiling salmon. I was taken aback, like completely. I asked him to repeat what he said and he so casually said it again. I was like, ooh, who boils salmon? He made a face and didn't reply. I told him it wasn't right and that I'd never heard of salmon being boiled, like egg and water type of boiling. He said it was all right and he likes it cooked that way. I called him dumb for this, to which he reacted by snapping and saying, who the frick says I can't boil salmon? I said, um, common sense? He replied, screw common sense. I bet it's no longer common sense to eat an apple from an apple tree in this time and age. We had an argument and he started ignoring me, saying he felt hurt and disrespected when I called him dumb and is now waiting for an apology. So, am I the jerk? Now look, as you can probably tell by looking at me or listening to me, I am a very very accomplished chef let's just say that and even i would never boil salmon how stupid is that said no one ever like who cares you know who actually cares how you cook salmon i don't know if you can boil salmon i haven't done it personally however if it actually cooks the food and it's edible then you can do it maybe it doesn't taste great i don't know any budding chefs in the comments let me know for me i don't know why you'd even care like why why do you care that the salmon's being boiled if it tastes nice it tastes nice Simple as that. Would I be the jerk if I didn't let my husband attend the baby shower or birth of our child? My husband and I have a three-year-old daughter. He was happy when I told him she was a girl. We're having another and when I had my ultrasound, I was told it was another girl. Again, my husband was happy. It turns out though that I was told wrong and it's actually a boy we're having and my husband has now freaked out in excitement. His reaction to us having a boy was nothing like either of his reactions to having a girl. He was actually jumping around and yelling. He immediately called all his friends and family. He kept hugging and swinging our daughter around telling her she's getting a brother. I confronted him about not being this excited about having girls. And he said, because I wanted a boy. I got so angry. I don't want him at the baby shower. I guess it's not really a baby shower as we're not asking for anything, but still, or the birth. He thought I was kidding at first, but once he realized I was serious, he got really upset and started an argument over it. So would I be the jerk if I didn't let him attend the baby shower or birth? Well then, I think we've come to our most unreasonable jerk of this episode so far. You can't come to the birth of our baby because you showed excitement at its gender. Does that make any sense? Now, I would understand it if he'd been very disappointed at having a girl and was always like, oh, I wanted a boy. I didn't want a girl in the first place, etc., etc." However, having a preference between a boy and a girl, I think is completely fine. Like, let's be honest, it's natural. You're probably going to lean one way or the other. Like, if we're being completely honest, if you really thought about it, you're probably like, uh, I don't really mind, but maybe 51% a boy, maybe 51% a girl. You know, up to you. However, he loves your daughter. He was very happy at having another girl, but a little bit more happy at having a boy. He's already got a girl as well. Remember that. So maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. I mean, I'm so excited. I've just, I've just chinned my mic. Get me an invite to the baby shower. That's all I'll say. Am I the jerk for showing up at my ex's wedding in a pretty dress? My ex and I had a peaceful divorce. We co-parent our three children together and there haven't really been many issues. My ex is 
getting married to stephanie I like stephanie. She's been great with my kids and makes my ex happy My ex invited me to their wedding and I was happy for him It was my day with the kids So it made sense for me to come was his reasoning when I arrived at the wedding though Stephanie thanked me for dropping the kids off and then brushed me off. We'd never had any issues before I explained that I was going to stay for the reception and she was very upset I was confused because I assumed she knew I'd be in attendance. It turned out she didn't consider that I'd actually accept the invitation. I told her that I was invited, and since I took the two-hour drive, I'd be staying for the entire duration. She didn't like this response. Stephanie asked me to leave, and I stood my ground. She went on to complain about my dress upstaging hers. My ex and former mother-in-law helped her to calm down, and the wedding shortly began. I thought that was the end of it, but later, in private, Stephanie accused me of trying to ruin her special day. She's convinced that I wanted to show off and make the wedding about my divorce. She said it was rude for me to not leave after the bride requested it because it was her special day. I told her that I'm not responsible for her insecurities, and once again reminded her that I have no interest in stealing my ex back you know what it is great to end an am i the jerk episode with a jerk it just doesn't get any better than that it's the whole point of the subreddit and this is why i love posts like this how can you ever think that you're in the right here you're just not it's as simple as that and i keep saying simple as that because it really is okay apparently op is actually posted just reading the comments here she's actually posted the dress that she wore on her profile just gonna get it up right here oh a red wedding dress i wonder why there was a problem i mean honestly why do people say oh i didn't know what i did wrong and then you look at what they actually wore and it's a vat obviously there's gonna be a problem here it says beach wedding dress in the title only thing that we can do at this moment guys me and you together i'll buy one you buy the other there's only two left in stock let's stop this from happening ever again am i the jerk for refusing to forgive my dad for breaking our deal when i a 17 year old man was eight my parents bought me a piano and signed me up for lessons i was super excited because i love music over time i kind of became known as the piano guy at school i play at school concerts accompany the school jazz choir and play once a week for the residents at a couple of retirement homes in our town when i was 15 i started to talk about quitting lessons and my parents quickly tried to guilt me out of it i told them i wanted to try other things and that between piano and studying i didn't have much time left for other extracurriculars my dad proposed a deal if I kept playing and taking lessons until I reached level 10 RCM, Royal Conservatory of Music, and continued to keep my grades up at school, he would buy me a new car of my choice. I jumped at it and we shook hands on the deal. I should explain that my family is well off financially. I have a very privileged life, but I wouldn't say I've been spoiled. If I ever want a luxury item like a new phone or games console, I have to buy it myself with money that I've saved from summer and after school jobs. I should also explain that my dad's big on loopholes. When we compete, he always finds a way to win. And when I do, it doesn't count because of some loophole. It drives me nuts, but he thinks it's hilarious. Whenever I complain about him not playing fair, his answer is always the same. Life isn't fair. So because of our deal, I kept up with my lessons. I spent about one to two hours a day on piano while keeping my grades up. Last summer, I took my level nine RCM exams and passed, fulfilling my part of the deal. I told my dad I'd chosen the BMW X5 plug-in hybrid SUV. A couple of months ago, on my birthday, I came downstairs for breakfast, and my dad told me there was a surprise waiting for me in the garage. I ran out, and sitting in the middle of the floor was a 124th scale toy BMW X5. My dad burst out laughing and said, A deal's a deal. So as promised, here is your brand new BMW. My heart absolutely broke. I asked if he was being serious and he said I couldn't seriously have expected him to buy a 17 year old a real brand new BMW and that we could discuss getting me a reasonably priced used car. I said we had a deal and I fulfilled my end of it. 
He said he did too, since I never said that the car had to be full-size and drivable. I said he wasn't being fair. His response? Life isn't fair. Ever since this happened, I've been distant with my dad. I honestly feel like he betrayed my trust and that he deliberately made a fool out of me. He keeps bringing up the idea of a used car, but I told him I'm not interested, which I admit is kind of petty. I have enough money saved that I can buy a cheap used car myself. And I just feel like if I accept one from him now, it's like saying that breaking his promise didn't matter and that he didn't do anything wrong. So, am I the jerk? No, absolutely not. That's not even up for discussion. A promise is a promise. It doesn't matter what he said. If that man, your father, cannot keep his word, then he doesn't deserve your respect. It's as simple as that in my opinion. How about this? One day when you're older and he wants you to come home for Christmas or something like that, you say, sure, I'll be there. Then just mail him a picture of you and say, oh, there I am. Uh, You didn't specify that I didn't actually have to be there physically. I'm there in spirit in a photo frame. It's a weird analogy. But that's kind of what's going on here, right? Like, you said you'd do something and you used some stupid loophole to get away with it, when in reality, you're just being an idiot. Don't get me wrong, yeah, that is an expensive car for a 17-year-old, but it is also what you said. So how about just don't say it in the first place and don't make empty promises? Am I the jerk for calling my sister cruel for her tattoo idea? My sister is 28 and I'm a 26-year-old man. My sister, Nikki, has always had a strange relationship with our parents, especially my mum. I'm clearly not privy to the reasons because things are fine with me and my parents. When Nikki went to college, she met her creative writing professor as a freshman and they got close immediately. They would do a lot together and work closely on a few different writing projects. Nikki never specifically said this, but it was obvious to anyone who saw them interact that they had a substitute mother-daughter type relationship, which hurt my mum a lot to see. I always thought she'd grow out of it or that the prof would move on, but 10 years later, they were still very close about a month ago the professor died unexpectedly and it devastated nikki she was really depressed over the holidays which of course was all in front of my mum, and was a difficult reminder that nikki loved the prof as a mother way more than she ever loved my mum as a mother she still talks to my parents and stuff and they don't fight or anything but nikki is very distant and doesn't tell them anything about her life beyond the bare minimum my mum tried to comfort nikki but nikki was doing her distant thing and didn't want comfort something unfortunate that happened to nikki is that when she got the call that she died she was brewing tea and in the shock of the news she spilled boiling water on her arm which burned her kind of badly on her wrist i think the burn was like on the borderline of second and third degree and definitely still looked pretty rough during the holidays nikki said it was especially hard because in addition to the physical pain every time she looks at it she's reminded of the moment she found out the prof died which i totally get I was on FaceTime with Nikki and she said she talked to her tattoo artist friend who said that the burn should be able to heal well enough to get a tattoo over it. Nikki then excitedly told me about her idea, which is a type of flower that the prof gave her a bouquet of for her undergrad graduation. My mum was so embarrassed that day because she didn't get Nikki flowers, but the prof did. And Nikki was parading them around so happy and it was a reminder of their connection. I guess Nikki and the prof exchanged these flowers for every special occasion, like birthdays, etc. So now she wants to get a decent size tattoo and a highly visible spot of something that will remind everyone of the prof i told nikki that this seemed really cruel to my mum, who already feels cast aside and like she's an exile from nikki and that's without the constant permanent reminder nikki kind of scoffed and said i can't believe you think you have the right to tell me not to do this she called me a jerk and hung up and is still not talking to me except for a very brief text saying congrats for a promotion i just got my parents aren't commenting my dad said i should have just kept quiet even though he agrees and my mum made no comment but seemed grateful that i stood up for her i feel like i was just being protective of my mum, but am i the jerk 
All right, just had a look at the comments on Reddit for this one because, you know, I'm always interested to see what people on Reddit are saying before I give my opinion. And I think we differ slightly. A lot of the comments are saying that, OP, you are the jerk in this situation. And I get it. I really do. However, I think that's a little bit too strong to actually call you the jerk. I don't think you're in the wrong for this, really. I think in reality, you're just misunderstanding your sister's situation. Because from your perspective, I get it. You feel like your sister is favoring someone else and that's unfair on your mum, who you have a good relationship and you don't quite understand it. Perhaps Perhaps, but in reality, you have to understand that your sister and your mum do not have anywhere near the same sort of relationship that you and your mum have. And in actuality, your sister has been very lucky in her life to have someone come in and replace her mum for that role because her mum, for whatever reason, hasn't been able to do it. Nonetheless, it's clear that this person played a massive role in your sister's life and getting a tattoo in that exact area, the timing of when you heard that person had died. Yeah, terrible, but yeah, a great thing to do. And I definitely wouldn't say that she shouldn't do that. Like, I get it from your perspective. It's nice to stick up for your mum and you probably don't get it. But from her point of view, that is probably maybe even the most important person in her life that's gone and she wants to remember them. Am I the jerk for not giving my daughter her education fund money? I am a 54-year-old man and I have two children, a 23-year-old daughter and 21-year-old son with my wife. When the kids were young, my parents set up education funds for both of them, which was very generous. My wife and I always expected our kids to attend college and then graduate school, as we'd done. I have a PhD, my wife has a master's. Because of this, we decided not to use the funds for our kids' undergrad degrees and didn't tell them about the money. My daughter has always been more into the liberal arts, while my son is more of a STEM guy. My wife and I worried about her ability to find a job, but she insisted on studying music and film in college. She was accepted to some top schools and chose to attend a rather expensive one, but she had scholarships to cover almost all of her tuition. Everything else, plus living expenses, was her responsibility. She lived in a very small apartment shared with friends in a not-so-nice area far from campus, but she was fine and learned how to budget effectively. After graduating, she luckily found a job that doesn't pay extremely well, but she enjoys and scrapped the idea of grad school. My son decided to do engineering and he also expressed that he had no interest in grad school. My wife and I were disappointed, but accepted it since at this point, he's already all set up with a very good job when he completes school. Since he did not receive as many scholarships as his sister, we decided to use his education fund to cover his tuition and living expenses. He was able to get a large and nice apartment of his own close to the school, which is important since his classes are so demanding and he needs a comfortable space to work. My daughter was confused and asked how he could afford this and he told her about the education fund. She called us and asked why she didn't have one and we told her she did, we just didn't use it because we hoped she would attend grad school. She seemed hurt by this and asked if there was any way she could have the money now. We explained that there would be a fee to simply withdraw the money for non-education uses and if we chose to do that, it would belong to her grandparents so they could put it towards their own use. She's been quiet and short when answering our texts and hasn't answered our calls at all since then. I know that it seems unfair to her, but it's not really her money in the first place and she's no longer in college. Plus, her brother only received it for educational purposes and it wouldn't be right for her to just have it to spend now. So, am I the jerk? Now, I think it's pretty obvious in this spot that yes, OP, you are. However, OP has given us a couple of updates which we'll get to first before I give my overarching opinion. Update one. I understand the consensus is that my wife and I are the jerks. I texted my daughter to ask if she wanted us to withdraw the money for her and what she wanted to do. This was her response. I don't care. Maybe they can transfer it to their other grandchild, who is five, by the way, if the fee is seriously too much. I don't know about grad school. I haven't thought about it much recently. If I do apply, it wouldn't be for another couple years, and I hadn't been counting on having any financial help in the first place, so it really doesn't even matter. 
Thanks for asking though. Update two. My wife and I are discussing our daughter's response and our next actions to resolve this situation. For context, my wife has always had a strained relationship with my daughter and did not approve of many of her life choices. She believes we should take our daughter's words at face value and assume she no longer wants the money. From some of the responses here, I fear that my daughter's response was out of resentment and I suggested taking out as much money as her brother was given so at least they received the same amount. Yes, that is the obvious thing to do here. She could use it responsibly towards rents, groceries, transportation, etc. Or in some other way to further her career so it would still be for educational purposes in a sense. My wife, though, is standing firm in her opinion, and we will continue talking it through tomorrow. Many have asked about where my parents stand on this. At this point, they're not mentally aware enough to really participate in the discussion. They did know about our grad school stipulation, and they thought it was fine. They also knew that we took out some money for our son once we were certain he was not pursuing an advanced degree, and they were fine with that as well. They said it was our decision as parents what to do with our daughter's fund, and they would support whatever we decided for her. It wouldn't be useful to ask them what to do with it now, but I've always said that whatever is unused will go back to their care. I've tried to call my daughter with no luck, which is why I sent the text. Despite what many have said here, I hope this does not end our relationship. Well, mate, unless you fix up pretty quickly, there's a lot of danger that it might. I just don't understand how it took you such a long time to arrive at that conclusion that, yes, you should have at least given your daughter the same amount as you gave your son. I'll have to have a look back through it, but from what I could kind of gauge the first time reading it, it didn't even seem as if your son was fully using the money on education. He didn't go to grad school. Same as your daughter. I don't really understand why there's a difference there. Okay, looking back now, fair enough, you used it to cover his tuition, but you also used it to cover his living expenses, but you didn't use your daughter's education fund to cover her living expenses. Like, off the rip, that just doesn't seem fair to me. I don't care if she's got scholarships for her tuition fees. Like, she's clearly clever. Why would you punish that? Clever and hardworking, I must say. You don't just get scholarships by being clever, that's for sure. Imagine hearing that your parents could have financially helped you and then they just chose not to. Like, that is brutal. I'm sorry. And yeah, the more I think about it, If you want to have any relationship ongoing with your daughter, you need to at least just send her the money right now. Probably all of it. And just send it to her. And then hopefully she'll give you some form of forgiveness. Am I the jerk for posting the reasons that I excluded some people from my child-free wedding? My sister got married last summer. She had a very elegant and beautiful wedding and reception planned. It was child-free. She sent gracious notes to everyone who sent their regrets and thanked them for understanding her desires for her wedding and respect them enough to RSVP in the negative. She also invited them to a party later that summer at her home if they wanted to take pictures with her and her wedding party in their fancy clothes. I thought it was well handled and classy. Several people didn't understand the meaning of child-free and brought their kids anyway. One screamed through the ceremony and the mum would not leave the chapel because she did not want to cause a fuss. There were no extra places for them at the reception, so their parents had to share their food with them. The worst was the kid that wanted a cupcake off the table the wedding cake was on. He lost control and tipped the wedding cake onto the floor. My dad saved it, but there was a handprint on the lowest tier and a lot of cupcakes at the floor. All in all, it was four families that brought uninvited children. My wedding invitations just went out over Christmas. We're getting married in May. I know this is a long time, but we have a lot of out of town, country, and even continent guests we hope will come. We did not invite these four families to our wedding. We have a Facebook group for the wedding for people to share pictures and memories that we might put in the wedding video. They found out about the group and posted to my personal page about being excluded and asked why we're not having them. I messaged them privately and asked them to take down their posts and explain that my wedding was smaller and I wasn't having as many guests as my sister. They went public again and complained about me excluding them for no good reason. So I posted the receipts. I also posted a video my cousin sent me of the kid crying during the ceremony and the parents doing nothing. 
the video of the kid freaking out because he had to share trout for supper the before and after pictures of the wedding cake table and i also asked if they knew in advance that they were not supposed to bring their kids to the wedding then everyone started piling on to them I guess there was a lot of stuff I missed including one of them changing a kid on the table with the guest book Because the closest bathroom didn't have a baby station Now they're calling me a jerk for embarrassing them for having children and wanting to be part of family events I said that they could not understand why rules were in place and that is why they were not invited My uncle posted about how embarrassed he was that his daughter was one of these entitled jerks and offered to pay my sister for the cake that got wrecked He'd been unable to attend and hadn't heard about the cake So am I the jerk? Absolutely not very simple one here and to be honest I'm kind of just getting a bit angry thinking about this If your sister has gone through all that trouble to really politely say look guys, you're our good friends We do not want your children here. It's my wedding. It's our day. I've made this decision Yeah, it sucks for you because your kids can't be here But i've made this decision on one of the most important days of my life Do not bring your kids and she said this in a lovely way and then four different families bring their children How angry would you be especially given the fact that they then seem to ruin the event? I mean the handprint on the cake the cupcakes on the floor. It just sounds devastating it's a real shame. So I completely get why you did what you did and, and you do not want these people there. It's as simple as that. Ultimately, it's your wedding day. You decide who goes. And now for our final am I the jerk post of this episode. Am I the jerk for telling her to get over herself? I got a dog two years ago, a corgi, and she's very much so my sidekick. I've been with my fiance for five years. My fiance does like the dog, but she is currently pregnant and experiencing massive migraines and has been snapping at everything. So every morning when I get up, I find my fiance already awake and at the table relaxing. As soon as I get out of bed, my dog goes nuts. It's like super energy where she's running sideways, barking up a storm, jumping from the bed to the floor a million times, causing the apartment to shake because it's old as anything, etc. And I'll just sit there and sing made up songs to her and just screw around with her. It's pretty noisy and I can be loud. It's just my way of interacting with my pets. I also have ADHD, so I'm fully aware that I can be ridiculously loud and sometimes I simply forget to tone it down. My fiance has complained about it a few times and I will absolutely try to tone it down for a while. But as screwed up as it sounds, the second she stops complaining and it's out of sight, out of mind, I start doing it again. If I catch myself, I apologize immediately, but sometimes I don't even catch myself doing it. So she's been getting up earlier than normal because she says she needs peace and quiet away from you and the dog because she can't hear herself think when we get up. And then she starts getting migraines and being overall annoyed. But now she's complaining because I can sense her not in the bed anymore, probably after 20 minutes of her being gone and her warmth no longer being there. And then I'm wide awake and the dog senses it and you know. So she's now getting angry because she thinks I'm purposely not letting her have space and purposely annoying her with my behaviors. I'm not, truly, but it seems like it, I guess. I've tried just laying in bed for a while so she can relax, but I get stir crazy. And I also don't feel like I should have to stay in bed so she can be alone when I live here too. But she flipped this morning. I felt her sneaking out of bed this morning at 5 a.m. and tiptoe out of the room. I watched her sit at the table with her book. Well, the dog saw me awake and immediately goes ballistic, jumping on the bed, whining, barking, etc. She comes in and says, Will you guys calm down so I can have time to myself for once? I just side-eyed her because I'm getting annoyed at this point with her demands. She says, Well, I tell her to get over herself. Just because she's pregnant doesn't mean I have to change who I am or change how the household works 
or change my dynamic with my dog She immediately left after telling me to go screw myself and won't answer my calls She's been gone for six hours. Well then, a very interesting one to end, I've got to say, because up until that last little point, I genuinely didn't think that you were necessarily being a massive jerk, OP. It felt to me more like just a kind of conflict of character, and I was questioning more whether you two should be together in the first place, which, when you have a baby on the way, is a pretty crazy thing to say, but but uh, yeah, that was the opinion that I was kind of leaning towards. But after seeing what you said at the end, you're definitely the jerk. Like, you just didn't need to say any of that. Are you joking? You wouldn't change how you are or how you live because of your pregnancy girlfriend wife whoever she is that is very selfish surely when somebody is pregnant you have to concede some things and probably yeah not be as crazy loud around them give them their time etc whatever they want really <laughs> it's a bit weird to say that but overall i would say the main thing is you guys just don't really seem that compatible you just seem completely different maybe it worked for you before and maybe it will work for you again in the future but you need to find some sort of resolution and definitely give her the credit she deserves and favor her especially during this time when she's pregnant like are you nuts actually to be honest the more i think about it the more that you really could do so much about this like surely get up and then just leave the house go on a very long walk with your dog like if you really cared and you were less selfish you would find so many ways to get around this and you could find a very easy solution to come to which would enable your girlfriend your wife to to have the time to herself and you to go and be loud and be crazy and your dog to go and you know exercise surely that's the solution train your dog go on a dog walk i don't know am i the jerk for asking my girlfriend to start making me breakfast every morning i am a 27 year old man and i've been living with my girlfriend for several months now for the most part things are really good and i plan to propose soon and hopefully have at least a couple of kids with her however we've run up against the conflict she is an absolute morning person i hate mornings by the time i force myself out of bed in the morning and into the shower she's already been up for at least 30 minutes even though she has to be at work later than i do and is at the stove making breakfast she likes a huge breakfast in the morning she usually has eggs either french toast or pancakes hash browns or breakfast potatoes and sausage or bacon sometimes on weekends it's ham or steak she eats almost nothing for lunch and usually has a smallish dinner but she loves a huge breakfast meanwhile i only ever had cold cereal for breakfast or maybe if i'm feeling really ambitious some instant oatmeal and orange juice I only even start to come alive halfway through my second cup of coffee and I definitely don't feel like cooking in the morning However, my girlfriend obviously does so recently I asked her if she'd start making breakfast for me too She asked if we were going to trade off and if i'd sometimes make breakfast for her too I told her no, but reminded her that I do often make dinner for her She said that since we trade off making dinner, we should trade off making breakfast I told her that there's no way i'll ever be able to muster that kind of energy first thing in the morning But that since she obviously can then she should just make me breakfast too i said that it would take next to no extra effort on her part to throw in a couple more eggs strips of bacon an extra portion of hash browns etc since she's already doing it for herself anyway but it started a fight with her saying that it wasn't fair for me to expect her to think of me in the morning since i don't do the same for her she seems to think that her making breakfast for me should figure into our division of labor and that i should do something extra in return but i think that since she makes a huge breakfast for herself every morning anyway that throwing an extra portion of whatever she She's making on for me would take next to no effort on her part. So why should I have to do more for her in return than I 
already do. Wow, starting off today's episode with a jerk. You love to see it. Uh, yeah, obviously you're the butthole here, my friend. It doesn't matter when someone wakes up or what they're doing or what they like to do. If you're getting something from someone and offering them nothing in return, then yeah, you're the jerk. Saying that it's no extra effort for your girlfriend to make you food is just an absolute load of rubbish as well, by the way. Not only is it twice the ingredients, but it's also the thought and actually doing it for someone else. And that's not even getting reciprocated. That's what I don't really get here. What you could have said is I'll make you dinner every night if you make me breakfast every morning. And that is what she was implying. But you didn't say that. So no, you're definitely the jerk. Now, before we get into our next story, I have a very special announcement for you. After an insane amount of demand from you guys, I'm delighted to say that I've released some limited edition, not today, Karen merch. Picture this, you're out and about in the streets and a wild Karen appears and starts confronting you. What do you do? Well, normally you have to talk to a witch like this. However, get one of these t-shirts or hoodies on and all you have to do is simply point to it, laugh, and walk away. How easy is that? The link is down in the description if you like what you see. Go ahead, check the stuff out. I think they'd make a great Christmas present or even just a little gift for yourself. As always, it's official stuff from the very best supplier, so the quality is unmatched and it's one of the best ways to support me and the channel. With that being said, let's carry on. Am I the jerk for using flashcards to explain to my brother and his wife why they can't bring their rainbow baby to my wedding? My fiance and I are getting married. We've decided the wedding's gonna be child-free. No hate towards children, just to keep it more organized and contained. My brother Chris and his wife have a three-year-old son who everyone calls Miracle or Rainbow Baby. He came after several failed pregnancies that lasted for years. When they found out that my nephew was included in the no children rule, they tried to convince me to make an exception for him. Chris told me his son is a miracle baby and his presence at the wedding will bring blessings for me and my fiance. I refused and said, no, the wedding is child-free. His wife kept sending my fiance pics of my nephew when he was months old. I don't know what that means. I told him no and also to stop. My brother told me this might cause a rift in our relationship. I again said no though and explained that the wedding is child-free. He asked again and pointed out how his baby is different since he's a rainbow, a miracle baby. I again said no and explained that the wedding is child-free. They brought it up when they visited at my home and I knew they weren't gonna stop. So I'd made flashcards in advance with the phrase, the wedding is child-free period and pulled them out and started slowly showing them the flashcards one by one in this order. First, the wedding with a sticker of a bride and a groom. The second is child with a sticker of a baby. Third, free with a sticker of a no entry sign. And fourth, a period with a huge black dot sticker. They both were stunned. I asked if they get it now and Chris lost his mind. His wife had already grabbed her stuff and walked out. Chris called me a jerk for doing this and said that I disrespected him, his wife, and their son, who's my one and only nephew. He rushed out after we argued. My fiance saw the whole thing and thought that it was funny, but my parents and Chris are livid beyond measure. They're telling everyone about the amount of disrespect and mockery I displayed towards them, and I'm being told to fix it now. Nah, I see nothing wrong with this at all. If the message wasn't getting through to them just by you using your words, then you had to try a different tactic. Yeah, flashcards are normally used for children and maybe even toddlers. They weren't getting it, so you had to do what you had to do. I rate it. Tell you what, if they're not careful, these two, they're going to raise their kid to be the most spoiled brat I've ever seen. The fact that they're saying right now that he deserves to go to a wedding that is specifically not for children, that just makes me think, what else are they allowing him to do that they really shouldn't be allowing him to do? Uh, I feel for this kid, honestly. Am I the jerk for doing weird and awkward poses whenever my mother-in-law accidentally walks in on me in the bathroom? So, my mother-in-law, I'm a girl, by the way, came to stay with us for a few weeks till her home is renovated for Christmas. The problem is that she's been randomly 
randomly walking in on me while i'm in the bathroom Thankfully not once does she see me naked because I started picking up on her behavior after the second time in a week She'd barge in then turn and say, oh, sorry, then close the door I tried talking to my husband about it, but he kept ignoring me then flat out said so what if she accidentally sees you naked? She's family He seriously said that now we have a lock and I could have used it But I have passed trauma from the idea of locking or being locked in a room after my brother locked me in the bathroom when I was five So I came up with this idea I'd go inside the bathroom pretending to use it and wait for her to come because honestly It's deliberate at this point when she accidentally barges in she'd see me in a weird or awkward position For example doing a ballet stand standing on the toilet or standing facing the wall with my hands up fully clothed Of course, I can see how awkward and weird this would be for her because she'd stand there for a few seconds trying to figure out what i was doing it was hilarious at first seeing her initial confusion but she told my husband about it claiming she caught me practicing rituals in the bathroom i cleared things up and revealed the reason why my husband was fuming he called me childish and said that i made his mum feel terrified or weirded out by my behavior he said i should have acted maturely and locked the dang door instead of playing mind games again this is kind of like the previous story if the message isn't getting across Please do not come into the bathroom when i'm in here. Do not just burst in then. Yeah, you've got to try something else If this woman isn't understanding it, then you've got to do something different and yeah It might be a little bit embarrassing to her, but it's not worth the first time try something new What I don't understand here is your husband's response. He expects you to be mature about this. Okay, fine but then isn't concerned about his own mother barging in on his wife in the bathroom. Like, where's the issue here? It's definitely not with you having a little bit of fun. It's your mum barging in on purpose. Am I the jerk for asking my husband to join us on my sister's birthday since he was in the same restaurants? I am a 26-year-old woman, and I was invited to my sister's 18th birthday a few days ago at a restaurant. My husband didn't come because he said he had a meeting dinner with some clients. This made my family feel let down, especially my sister, who wanted him there, and also her 18th birthday was a big deal to her, obviously. To my surprise, when I arrived, I noticed that my husband was having his meeting at the same place. His table was right in the corner, and he had about four men sitting with him. My parents and the guests saw him as well. I waved for him, and he saw me, but ignored me. He obviously was as surprised as I was. My parents asked why he didn't even come to the table to acknowledge them after the cake arrived. I got up and walked up to his table. I stood there and said, excuse me. My husband went silent when I asked, after I introduced myself to the clients, if he'd take just a few minutes to join me and my family in the counter blowing and saying happy birthday. But he barely let out a phrase and said, I don't think so. I'm busy right now. I insisted, saying it would just take a couple of minutes and that it would mean so much to my sister. He stared at me, then awkwardly back at his clients. They said nothing and he got up after my parents were motioning for me to hurry up. He sat with us while my sister blew the candles and cut the cake. My parents insisted he take a piece and join us in the selfie, but he got up and walked back to his table looking angry. We haven't talked till we met later at home. He was upset and started scolding me in front of my parents, saying I embarrassed him and made him look unprofessional and I ruined his business meeting. I told him he overreacted since it only took a few minutes and it was my sister's birthday and my family wanted him to join since he was literally in the same restaurant. He called me ignorance and accused me of tampering with his work, but I responded that ignoring mine and my family's presence was unacceptable. We argued, then he started stonewalling me and refusing to talk to me at all. FYI, I didn't have an issue with him missing the event. But after seeing that he was already there, then it became a different story. Also, it literally took five to seven minutes. He didn't even eat nor drink, just sat down and watched. You know what? I'm not entirely sure how I feel about this one. The comments on Reddit are saying that you, OP, are the jerk. I'm not entirely sure I agree. 
People are saying that you have sabotaged this guy's meeting and business is really important and work is, you know, essential, etc, etc. And it would look really unprofessional. And while I do understand that, surely if he just explained to his clients and the people he was having a meeting with, oh, just by chance, it's my sister-in-law's birthday. They're over there, my girlfriend and her family. I'm just going to quickly go and say hello if you don't mind. It would take me two minutes and sing happy birthday. I think any reasonable people that you want to do business with would have said, oh, that's amazing. Um, is it by chance? Crazy. Yeah, go and do it for two minutes. No worries. And then let's get back to our meeting. Now, that being said, you really would want to limit that amount of time. And also, OP, if you and your sister really wanted your husband there and it was essential, you could have probably changed a date if it was that important. It's a bit weird, though. It's your sister-in-law's 18th. It's not the biggest deal in the world, in my opinion. But that being said, if I was at a business meeting with this guy and he said, oh, I'm so sorry, but I just randomly, by chance, my sister-in-law's having a birthday. I'm just going to quickly say hello. I'd be like... Yeah, no worries. Cool. Then let's get back to it. I understand that might be a controversial opinion, by the way. I'm reading through all the comments. Look, we'll get this one up on screen. You're the jerk. He was working. You knew from the start he was working. You could have told your parents and guess he was working. Instead, you went over and interrupted an important dinner. It's fine to make your sister's birthday about her, but it's not okay to make your husband's meeting about her. I get that. I really do. But surely if it's just a little two minute interruption, it's not the end of the world. That's my opinion anyway. Let me know what you think down below. Am I the jerk for sitting on my husband's lap during Thanksgiving dinner because all chairs at the table were taken? I am a 28 year old woman and I've been with my husband, Sean, who is 33, for two years. Married for five months. Most of his family are decent people, but his mum can be a little passive aggressive and tends to criticize me a lot. Sean sees it as her still not getting used to me being around, but I don't know because she treats his ex, Jalissa, well. My mother-in-law says that Jalissa has been around the family for ages and her past with Sean never affected her relationship with her. Well, fine. I never minded her attending every holiday and being around until yesterday. Sorry, what? Are you saying that his ex is still in the picture? We had Thanksgiving dinner at my mother-in-law's house. Sean went there before me and when I arrived, it was already dinner time. Everyone was seated and I saw that all the chairs were taken. I asked my mother-in-law why she didn't save me a seat and she said sorry and that one of her granddaughters decided to show up last minute and the chair was taken. I looked at her, then at Jalissa, who was sitting next to Sean and tried to point out how I was more deserving of her chair since I'm the daughter-in-law. I know I shouldn't have said it. I know, I know. My mother-in-law flat out said that Jalissa is as much family as me and that it was rude to imply otherwise. Jalissa was nodding confidently while glancing at me. Sorry, your husband's ex is at Thanksgiving. Why is this not being talked about? I was so upset and I wanted to leave, but I decided to just sit on my husband's lap and act as casual as possible. I sat on his lap asking if he was okay with it. Don't worry, I'm petite, he's strong built, and started eating so casually while smiling and complimenting the food and mentioning to Sean how warm and comfortable his lap was now and then. The table went awkwardly silent. My brother-in-law would try to break the silence and change the subjects, but it somehow always went back to being awkward. My mother-in-law and Jalissa were barely eating and were staring at each other, then at me, eyes wide open. Minutes later, Jalissa excused herself to the bathroom and so did my mother-in-law. It was still awkward, but I did my best to focus on dinner. Sean was eating as well. Later, there was so much tension and my mother-in-law was barely able to speak after Jalissa left. Early, like right after dinner. Sean and I went home and my mother-in-law tried calling, but then called Sean and texted me saying what I did was inappropriate and that I ruined Thanksgiving dinner and made it awkward. She said it wasn't her fault chairs were taken and I could have dragged the chair from the kitchen, but I acted childishly and made Jalissa and the family uncomfortable with how inappropriate i was all right look i'm sorry but surely the biggest issue here i don't even care if you're in the right or the wrong for what it's worth you're definitely in the right i mean there should be a chair for you anyway surely the main issue here i know it's your mother-in-law's thing and she can invite who she wants but your husband's ex is at thanksgiving like how is that not going to screw with you in the mind that is mental to me how how is that 
how is that allowed? And look, fair enough, maybe they're on great terms and clearly she's a good friend of the family and your mother-in-law, but still, for me, I think that would just be a bit of a nuts experience, right? I mean, as for the actual question here, are you the jerk? No, there wasn't a chair for you. Pretty simple. Like, what are you going to do? Stand? No, there should have been a chair for you. And uh, yeah, now that there wasn't, yeah, sit in your husband's lap. I'm cool with that. I just can't get over the fact that your husband's ex is there. Am I the jerk for calling every morning? My son is a 20-month-old toddler. My wife is a stay-at-home mum. I work six days a week and I'm usually gone for 12 hours a day. I always check in on my son remotely via our nursery cam app and he's always awake in the mornings at around 8am. He has a great sleep routine. Our wind-down time starts at the same time every evening. We clean up toys, read a book. When I lay him down, he's still awake. He falls asleep on his own and sleeps all night though for at least 12 hours. It's usually after nine o'clock before I have a chance to check the camera. This morning when I checked, it was 9.12 and some mornings are closer to 10 a.m. Every time I look though, he's awake in the dark and standing in his crib, just waiting. When I see this, I immediately turn on the brightest nightlight the camera has and speak to him through the camera app. I always tell him good morning and I love him and he usually laughs and says, dada. Then I leave the app and call my wife to wake her up. I usually have to call three to four times. And when she finally answers, it's obvious that she just woke up and only because I called. I tell her that our son is awake waiting for her and that she needs to get up to start their day. This morning while on the phone, I asked her if she was going to get him after using the bathroom and she said no. She was going to the kitchen to prepare their breakfast and then she'd get him. I asked her to get him after the bathroom so he could go to the kitchen with her and she flipped out. She told me it angers her that I call every morning to tell her how to be a mum and that she has a routine. I retorted with, well, your routine sucks because he's been awake for an hour and you'd still be asleep if I hadn't called. It just bothers me that he has to wait so long. He needs a diaper change, he's probably thirsty, hungry, and he just wants to play. Am I wrong though? Do I need to stop? Please be completely honest with your answers. Thanks. Okay, look, I'm sorry, OP, but you're definitely a jerk in this situation, right? This is the woman that you married, okay? You have to trust her to parent your child. And I get it, it's not ideal, but this is not the way to go about it. You can't every single day be calling your wife and just micromanaging her parenting style and telling her exactly what to do. That is extremely creepy and, and it's kind of like stalkery, to be honest. The fact that you're that involved when you're not there is weird. Look, I get it. From your perspective, I know you'd rather your kid just be looked after immediately from the time he wakes up and the time he goes to bed i understand and i think that's pretty logical to be fair and reasonable but look your wife isn't doing that and ultimately you can't just say to her every single day calling her three or four times to act in a different way than she's not doing what you gotta do is sit down and have a conversation not do this ultimately you did choose her to be the mother of your child so you gotta let her do her job it's a bit of a weird transactional thing to say but do you not agree that's what i think anyway am i the jerk for eating my husband's entire birthday cake by myself i'll preface this by saying that my husband's family and i don't get along like at all we're rarely ever on good terms and for my mental health i decided to put distance between us especially after i was blamed for my most recent miscarriage that happened three months ago my husband can still see and visit them whenever he wants for me i don't attend any of their events not even thanksgiving nor christmas my husband's 30th birthday was two days ago. I planned to celebrate with him. I bought a cake and a gift, but he said that his family invited him to celebrate his birthday and he really, really, really wanted to go because the birthday parties his family throw are like no others. We had an argument over this, but he told me to wait for him till he finished celebrating there with his family and then we could celebrate together at home and eat cake. After he left, I felt so terrible. I called him, but he turned his phone off. I was so mad, I took the cake and brought it into the living room and started eating it. I ate the whole thing, 
not sending him a single piece. I guess I was so angry and it made me hungry. He came home and saw what I did and blew up, saying I did this to be spiteful and to punish him for not ditching his family on his birthday like I wanted him to. I reminded him that I paid for the cake, but he called me petty and nuts. He ranted and ranted, then said that he didn't get to eat cake at his parents' house because lots of kids were there and he didn't get enough cake and what I did was 10 times worse. He's been upset with me ever since. So, am I the jerk? Ah, ending it on a tough one. Look, I don't think you're the jerk because you did buy it. I know it's for your husband and all, but you were so upset with him going to his family affair and he knows that you're not gonna go and do that. So look, if you're that upset and you just wanna eat the cake, fair enough. You bought it, it's a terrible situation for you. He knows how much that's going to make you uncomfortable. So I can't really blame you. I've just had a quick look, actually. They blamed you for the miscarriage. I seem to forget that. Um, These people are terrible. Now that I think about it, they blamed you for a miscarriage that happened three months ago. Why is your husband prioritizing them over you? Sorry. The more I actually just think about what I've just read, the more I'm realizing that your husband is very much in the wrong for going in the first place and leaving you home alone. Doesn't even matter what he wants to do. Uh, His own family have said that the most recent miscarriage is your fault and he still talks to them. Wow, Uh, that has blown my mind. You're definitely not in the wrong. Am I the jerk for not letting my daughter buy clothes? My wife and I have four kids. We generally agree on parenting them, but a recent incident had me and my wife disagreeing and I want to see if I was in the wrong. A few weeks ago, I was at home with our 12-year-old boy because he was sick with a stomach bug. While I was making him soup, I got a call from my twins high school telling me that they wanted to speak with me and that my daughter has received three days of ISS for a bullying incident. Because of my son's sickness, I spoke through them via phone and they told me everything that had happened. My daughter and a group of her friends were picking on a boy for wearing a crop top the boy told the teacher she asked them to stop when they didn't she sent them to the office after talking to the boy he admitted the bullying was going on for a few days and that they kept bothering him when he asked them to stop my daughter and son came home and my son's face was bright red i told my daughter to go to her room and then sat down with my son to see if he was okay apparently the boy she bullied was a close friend of his one of his football teammates the boy was talking to my son and their other friends and said something about how he thought it was cool that some men used to wear sports crop tops the boys told him that if he thought it was cool he should try it the boys went out and bought some jerseys from the thrift store and made them into crop tops i then spoke to my daughter she didn't show much remorse and was dismissive of me last year she also got in trouble for bullying someone because of clothing she's also got in trouble for racism at school very white area we are white her and her friends were saying racist stuff in class when my wife got home we discussed a punishment and agreed on not buying her new clothes for a while she has plenty of good clothes already this weekend we went to visit my brother my brother lives around three hours away in a small town and we don't see him often this week was the town's annual fair at the fair they had booths from local businesses our oldest son went to the booth with antique sports stuff and then the book booth to get books on sports history my son loves reading those our 12 year old got some plushies and toys and our youngest was looking at video games our oldest daughter went to the clothes booth i stopped her and told her the rule was still in place i said she could buy books a video game candy etc but clothes were the one thing she couldn't get. She was bugging my wife and my wife eventually told her she would reconsider it. She then talked to me and I told her that I wasn't changing my stance because I am letting her buy other stuff and I thought she was being entitled. My daughter didn't buy anything and my wife thinks I was too tough on her. When I called my mum for advice, she also agreed with my wife. So, am I the jerk? Okay, interesting one to start today's episode. I feel like everyone kind of sucks here, right? Your daughter is a racist bully and the only punishment you're giving her 
her is that she can't buy clothes and she's also allowed to buy pretty much everything else she wants now that's not good parenting that's not going to dissuade her from being racist and being a bully in the future surely i mean yeah you're not in the wrong for upholding your extremely weak punishment but the fact that it is so weak is crazy like get a grip man what's going on here you have a 14 year old daughter that is a racist bully that's nuts am i the jerk for telling my wife she was so close to getting her dream job i'm a 33 year old man and my wife is 27 since the start of our relationship my wife has been very particular about how things get done and tends to believe that she knows the one true correct way for anything related to anything she's admitted that she can be a control freak while this bothers me it has never been a true deal breaker in our relationship very often when i do just about anything whether it be a household chore assembling a piece of furniture taking a picture or writing Writing a presentation for work in a field where I have a master's degree and she has no formal education She'll do this thing where she'll condescendingly say you were so close to getting it right Really drawing out the so close part I've told her dozens of times that I prefer for her to stop because it sounds so condescending But she insists that she's complimenting me I do the dishes and place them out to dry in an orientation. She doesn't approve of you were so close next time put them that way I take a picture of her You were so close. Next time, angle the camera this way. I complete a project at work and show her the results. You were so close. Next time, write it this way. For the last two months, my wife has been undergoing an intensive hiring process for a job in our city. She works in a highly niche field and seldom finds job openings, and therefore she was ecstatic to have the opportunity for a relatively well-paying job doing what she wants to do. She got to the very final stage where the company was considering just two people, coincidentally the other of whom was her college roommate. Well, on Friday she got the call telling her thanks for her application, but blah blah blah, record on file, all that jazz. My wife came to me crying. I immediately comforted her, but you were so close blurted out her head whipped up and she asked what i meant by that i said she was so close to getting the job but was just a bit off she immediately walked out to stay at her friend's house where she's currently sulking she finally sent me a text this afternoon calling me a huge jerk was i unnecessarily being a jerk here Okay, this one is tough because in the moment, yes, this was probably not the right thing to say, especially when your wife is clearly devastated at not getting her dream job. But I get why you've said it. So therefore, I'm not entirely sure you're in the wrong. You've said to her multiple times now that when she does it to you, it's extremely condescending and it's clearly not getting through to her. She keeps doing it. So perhaps the only way for her to realize that it is so horrible is you doing it to her at this time yeah look it's not ideal but neither is her saying it to you every time so she has to learn one way or another am i the jerk for telling my friend that her degree is useless if she has to leave the country to find work i have a high school friend diana who recently got her master's degree she lived in another city and we barely ever saw each other and she was always too busy for long phone calls so we only talked briefly every now and then during the time she spent on her degrees i managed to get married and start my own family Diana was visiting her family and we met up for lunch. I asked her about her degree, work prospects, etc. She did her master's in translation or interpreting or something like that. And she said she got the job but will have to move to Brussels. I told her that's crazy. If she can't find a job locally, then her degree was a waste of time if she has to move to another country. She said it's an amazing job opportunity that she couldn't get anywhere around here. Apparently the job is related to EU parliament or whatever. I admit I lost her with all the abbreviations she was using. She again said that it was an amazing opportunity and she's excited. I asked her about the pay and she told me. 
I said that my husband earns that without a degree So I was right about the Easter of time and money and she said it's a starting salary and it will grow because the first year I saw pretty much training and being in a junior position I again said that she could have gotten a similar job here and wouldn't have wasted six years and instead could have already worked starting a family and here's where she was rude she said that if she was to be as unhappy as i was she didn't want a family she threw in my face that apparently i'm always complaining about my husband but i'm just criticizing her he's the best husband in the world i told her she's ridiculous and mean and she called me a jerk paid and left the restaurant i told my friends about this and they're split as to who's the jerk here so tell me am i the jerk for telling her the truth yeah, this one just stinks of jealousy. Who cares where someone works, what country they work in, you know, if they have a family or not, it's not really that important. If they're having a good time and they're doing well for themselves, that's all that matters. It's interesting that you started this entire post by saying that she was always too busy for phone calls, uh, in inverted commas. From that moment on, you could tell that Opie had a little bit of a problem with Diana. And I feel like that's just spiraled into you saying, okay, well, you should work here. Also going on about your husband's pay and like comparing that to her when she's literally just starting out. And she's clearly so excited about her new job very necessary. You are the jerk Am I the jerk for getting someone fired because they pretended to know the language? I decided to apply for my dream job I met all the criteria and one of them was to be proficient in my native language Which is russian which I am since i've grown up in the country speaking and writing it and have finished school and university Where obviously all the subjects are taught in russian except english and french and german language classes I ended up securing the interview with this place and needed to demonstrate the knowledge of russian So the person who did the interview started asking me questions in it However, I could barely understand her not only the accent made it incredibly difficult But the fact that she couldn't build a sentence and also used incorrect forms of the words and pronunciation was totally wrong too in short it sounded as if she was randomly putting the words in google translate and was trying to repeat them i answered all her questions but i noticed she barely made any notes i decided to let it pass and wait for a verdict after about three months of chasing and silence i got an email saying i wasn't successful and the reason was that they believed my knowledge of russian language was poor and insufficient for the job that it wasn't up to their standards according to the interviewer of course i was confused since the lady who interviewed me could barely speak the language herself so i've decided to leave feedback about my experience on one of the job sites which was made to share info about working at the job and the interview process my review received a fair amount of traction and last week monday i ended up getting a call from the higher ups who listened to my feedback and opened an investigation on friday i found out that the lady who interviewed me was dismissed she and her friends were messaging me on social media calling me a jerk because this job was her only source of income and she was struggling i now feel guilty about this and feel like i was a jerk for writing about my experience so what do you think Am I in the wrong? Okay, this is our first one where you're absolutely definitely not in the wrong here. If anything, you are very in the right. And I actually think that the company that you told about their employee should be extremely grateful and should offer you the job, at least an interview. Like, come on, this person is just complete fraud. It's clear they have no understanding of the Russian language. But without you telling them that, they would never have known. And she might have continued to do this and, you know, sacrifice potential employees who were very good at Russian and just very good for the role, potentially like you. But now that's not going to happen anymore because they know and yeah i guess it sucks that that's her only source of income but for the majority of people their job is their only source of income and they would struggle without it like a standard she's a scam artist good for you for letting the company know am i the jerk for telling my mum and stepdad the real reason i was upset i am a teenage girl and was born when my mum was 18 i see my dad like three days a year at christmas my dad doesn't want me as much as he wants his other kids but i try not to take it personally my stepdad who's been in my life since i was five is really nice to me but i don't think he would care if i didn't exist
list. But he makes my mum and my little brother, my mum's and stepdad's bio kids, so happy and does a lot for me. And for that, he means everything to me. My mum is pregnant again and this time I get a little sister. I'm just a little nervous, but my stepdad hasn't said anything about having his first daughter. So I really do appreciate him being sensitive to me, even though I don't think he considers me to be his daughter. My mum is excited for another daughter too and has been shopping for clothes and been putting together a nursery with me because I'm really good at art and I'm painting a mural for my sister. She keeps saying things to me like, I'm so grateful to be able to give all this to the baby that I wasn't able to give you and that she's blessed that she doesn't have to do it alone and that she's really excited to see my stepdad be a dad again. I know I'm being selfish, so please don't think low of me because of course I want my mum to be happy. But when she says things like this, I feel like I'm worth less and that I'm a burden. And then I feel bad for feeling bad because I want my mum to have a good life and she at least stuck around because she could have left me like my dad did. Painting is really therapeutic to me, so I've been hiding away painting the nursery. At dinner today, my mum asked me why I've been so quiet and I told her about my feelings and she got sad and my stepdad had to comfort her. I told her that I love her and was so grateful that she is my mum and for all that she's done for me but she was still upset. I feel like the jerk because I knew she would get sad when I told her my feelings, but I told her anyways. I think that hurting someone's feelings on purpose is the worst thing you can do, but I know it's important to be honest, so I'm really conflicted. Can you guys tell me? And if I am being one, I'll make my mum and stepdad breakfast in bed to make it up to them and finish the nursery at night to surprise them. Well guys, good news, this story doesn't end here. Just five hours later, we got this update. I went to talk to my mum, but she was sleeping. My stepdad asked her to talk to me. He said he never wanted to put this on me, but it was the time. He told me that he loved me and that I am his daughter, no questions asked. He said he didn't want to talk to me about being my dad because he didn't want to bring up bad feelings for me about my real dad. He wants to adopt me, but didn't want to pressure me. And if he did, my bio dad would have to sign away his rights. He was worried that my bio dad would, one, not put up a fight and that that would hurt me, or two, fight, but still not want to see me more and hurt me, so he was avoiding the topic. I said I want him to be my real dad and that I want his last name. He said, we'll see what we can do. And that if it doesn't work, we can try and hyphenate. And I can still use his last name as mine on my jerseys and stuff for soccer. And that as soon as I turned 18, we could change it. He told me he would take care of me forever and that he's so proud of me. And that I've never been slash never will be a burden. He said, I don't need to be so nice all the time. And if I'm an evil teenage girl, he'd still love me as much as he does now. He also told me that he never wants me to feel pressurized to babysit because even though they are young parents to me, they are still my parents and it's their job to raise us all. And then the next morning, we got one final update. I talked to my mum this morning and she said she wasn't mad at me and just mad at herself. She told me she wishes she could have given me more and I told her that she gave me more time with her and that was enough for me. She said she had no idea how to be a mum when I was born and doesn't know how I turned out to be so good, but she is happy. She told me that I better be selfish today because she wants to go shopping and buy me lots of things. She said I've never been a burden and that I'm the best thing that ever happened to her. She said I should go to therapy because being a people pleaser is bad. Also, my mum and dad called my bio dad this morning and he agreed to sign away his rights. I got a little sad and cried a lot and I don't know why because I wanted him to sign them away but my mum and stepdad hugged me a lot and we're gonna have a party tonight with both my mum's family and dad's family. My dad's family, especially my grandma and grandpa, are really excited that I finally am going to have their last name 
and grandma has sent me pictures of gold necklaces she wants to have made for me with my new last name and there we go ending off today's am i the jerk episode with another wholesome story i'm not gonna lie guys i'm addicted to ending episodes right now reddit stories with really wholesome ones like this one the end of that was so nice where opie's gone from saying stepdad to just saying dad how good is that it's just lovely to see it's interesting what your mum says about going to therapy because it's not good to be a people pleaser i don't know like i kind of get it but i'm always so grateful when people like that are in your life because they are so nice to be around Look, you never want to get like trodden over and you want to make sure that your interests are heard and that you do what you want to do but yeah maybe she's got a point let me know in the comments that's kind of a dubious one overall op you're just a legend if you are listening or watching this like what a nice person you seem to be i hope you go on to achieve all the things that you want to achieve and have a nice life with your new dad and your new sister because that is what you deserve am i the jerk for showing my twin sisters only fans to our parents i am an 18 year old woman and i've always had a tumultuous and competitive relationship with my identical twin sister we've always fought over everything guys clothes friends etc but our relationship came to a halt a few weeks ago when a mutual guy friend of ours sent me a link to an only fans profile with an attached message that stated this you Confused, I clicked on the link and was shocked to discover that the profile belonged to my twin sister. The profile picture was very clearly a scantily clad image of her and the username was my nickname that literally everyone in my life uses. I asked our friend about it and he told me that he discovered the profile through Twitter and then subscribed to the profile, which includes dozens of videos of her doing spicy things to say the least solo and with partners all of which with her face showing i was floored and in a fit of rage i showed the profile to our parents i mean literally anyone who saw that profile that knows us would immediately assume that it's me considering she's basically going by my name our parents forced her to delete the profile and she hasn't spoken to me since claiming that i not only ruined her main source of income but also betrayed her trust however i think that she betrayed my trust by going by my nickname Am I the jerk? No, you're definitely not. Your sister is though for imitating you and using your nickname. She knows full well that you're identical twins. She knows what she's doing. If it was her full personal profile and she was using her personal name, then that's a different story. But the fact that she's imitating you, you're absolutely right to tell your parents. Am I the jerk for telling my daughter that her grades are more important than her pain right now? I am a 46 year old woman and I have a 16 year old daughter. In July, she was in a car accident. Most of her injuries were mild. She went to the hospital, but they let her go home after a few days of observation but even after we got home she still complained a lot about pain i was concerned and took her to our gp but they couldn't find anything wrong i told her it was probably in her head and in response to the traumatic event and that she'd be fine in a few days she stopped complaining about it after that and everything seems good Fast forward to yesterday and I got an email from her teacher that she's constantly despondent in class and laying her head down and not participating. I was already seeing red from that and I decided to check on her grades. She turned in multiple assignments late and lost points on them, which is not at all on par with her typical performance. I confronted her about it and she was really quiet at first, like she didn't know what to say. I pushed her on it and she started talking about pain again, which I frankly think is BS. She hasn't said a peep about it for two months, only when her grades are slipping? We started arguing about her and I said that her grades matter more than her pain. She's a junior this year. It's not the time to be slacking. 
She's been in her room since refusing to talk to anyone. She wouldn't even go to school today I'm at a loss. She's never been so difficult and i'm questioning whether or not i'm in the right here So am I the jerk? Yeah grades being more important than health. I'm not sure about that one I'm, sorry to say op but you are in the wrong here The only reason she stopped complaining about the pain in the first place is because you told her that it's all in her head You're not listening to her So therefore she's not going to complain to you because she gets nothing back and also just because the gp says there's nothing wrong She's not going to lie about pain for the sake of it I don't see what the point of that would be for anyone ever go back to the doctor get some proper health care and whatever you do Don't tell her that her grades are more important than her pain Am I the jerk for telling my husband that i'll continue to sleep in bed naked as long as his friend keeps barging into the room I am a 29 year old woman and my husband's best friend jacob moved in with us He's quiet and doesn't make a mess around the house like my brother-in-law used to when he lived with us However, jacob has this habit of walking into the bedroom randomly to take stuff from my husband's closet Say a watch or a shirt. He does it more frequently and it's gotten increasingly annoying I felt like my privacy was being violated because i'm a private person. I'd like to have quiet time reading or mediates. I tried to speak up on the issue, but I got brushed off by both of them. Last week, Jacob barged in at 11 p.m. and interrupted my sleep. I was sleep deprived the whole day at work. I got fed up, so what I decided to do is start sleeping on top of the bed, full naked, whenever I'm in there. Last night, Jacob walked in at 10 p.m. while I was there, and when he saw me, he let out a loud shit and quickly turned around and rushed out. I started hearing a commotion outside, so I got dressed to see what was going on. I was met with a lot of yelling and scolding and shaming from my husband, saying I was out of line to expose his brother to such a horrendous sight. I asked what he meant, and he yelled at me to stop acting dumb. I said I felt frustrated after my privacy got violated, and he went on about how Jacob was only there to grab something, which literally takes seconds. Then he went on about how I made him uncomfortable while describing my behavior as slutty. The argument got heated and he told me to start putting some decent clothes on and act like a lady instead of a slut Since it's his room too and he already gave permission to jacob I got mad and told him loudly that I will keep sleeping on the bed naked as long as his friends keep walking in the room Then I walked off He didn't stop complaining and complaining saying i'm being ridiculous And he even suggested that this was an attempt from me to make jacob move out Am I the jerk? We're still arguing about it this morning. I mean this story is just very strange from start to finish I've no idea what's going on on her i don't know why jacob feels the need to go into your private bedroom even though he's been told by your husband that he can at 11 p.m that is so weird then on top of that your husband's sticking up for his brother like what you're his wife and finally the fact that he said that the sight of you naked on a bed is horrible i quote a horrible sight is incredible um not only is jacob the butthole here but so is your husband. Am I the jerk for being upset my wife didn't stay in the hospital with me? So, I am a 35-year-old man, and I was in a motorcycle accident earlier this week. My wife has three kids from a previous marriage, who are 17, 10, and 5, and we have a one-year-old together. I had a collapsed lung and had a chest tube put in, a broken leg and arm, and torn ligaments in my knee. I've been in the hospital since Monday. She came out the day of my accident and stayed until about 4 a.m. She was back that same morning, but she's gone home each night. Yesterday, she only stayed until about 1 p.m. to prepare the house for the hurricane and didn't come at all today because the weather wasn't great and she said she didn't want to leave the kids. I told her I was upset that I basically went through everything alone, that I would have done anything to be with her. 
She told me she's been there as much as possible and it's not fair to dump all the kids on her daughter Especially since I'll need a lot of help when I get home and her daughter will need to help with the kids when she works I told her marriage means through thick and thin and I feel abandoned now I'm getting one word answer from her So am I the jerk for feeling like an afterthought? Listen, op I get it in an ideal world Of course your wife would be there with you the entire time and i'm sure she would love to be but you've literally given the context as to why she can't be she has three previous kids from another marriage and she has one child with you what's she supposed to do just leave them all alone ask a 17 year old daughter to look after all of them no that's obviously impractical yeah you're right marriage does mean through thick and thin but it also means not abandoning your children your four children for just you but come on you're in hospital you're gonna be okay mate like imagine she just ditched the four kids permanently like yeah you'll be all right you can look after each other oh you have a one-year-old ah no one cares i'm gonna go look after dad that would be ridiculous am i the jerk for getting up and walking out of the diner when my boyfriend said that he forgot his credit card i am a 32 year old woman and i've been dating my 36 year old boyfriend for nine months he has two little children who love going out to eat we go out once a week and each time he happens to forget his credit card to make a payment i'd obviously end up paying since we had the kids with us but honestly it left me broke this month and the month before i just received my payment for my second job which is part-time We agreed to go out together with the kids and I even sent him a text reminding him not to forget his credit card. He laughed it off. At the restaurants, we'd ordered dinner and he let the kids order lots of new stuff on the menu, which was expensive. Before we started eating, I mentioned his credit card just to make sure he didn't forget it. He looked at me shocked and then started searching his pockets for a while. He then looked at me in a sorry way and said, Guess I forgot it in the other pair of jeans that I thought I was going to wear. Then he asked me to foot the bill just this one time. The food was on the table, but I didn't even get a bit. I grabbed my stuff and got up. He freaked out asking where I was going. I told him I wouldn't be paying this time again and to enjoy his dinner with the kids. Then I walked out. He called me later and absolutely lost it on me. He said that he couldn't believe I'd walk and leave him and the kids in this situation. I said I wasn't going to pay for him and the kids' food every single time. It's unfair. He said he forgot. Forgot. He yelled like that. And that I didn't show sympathy for him and the kids. And he had to cancel and go home with the kids hungry since he couldn't pay right there and then. We got into an argument and he's been mad at me about it since. Then saying things like how he needs to take a look at how I'm treating the kids specifically and how I was willing to let them go hungry with my selfishness. So, am I the jerk? Uh, absolutely not. Not even close. It's so obvious that he knows what he's doing here. If anything, you need to get that money back that you've spent on him and his family over the past few months that's left you broke. He knows exactly what he's doing, down to the T. Nobody forgets their credit card that many times. The excuses are abhorrent, I'm gonna be honest. What a shambles of a man. I'm sorry to say this, OP, but if you haven't realized by this point, he is literally just using you. As I said already, nobody forgets that many times. And sorry, I've just remembered he's guilt-tripping you about his own kids and, oh, it's just so poor from him. Leave him right now. Am I the jerk for not inviting the next door neighbor girl to our backyard party we live on a block filled with kids every now and then i like to get a bounce house and throw a little backyard party for them i threw another one last week i want my son to have good memories with his neighbor kid friends because they all go to different schools i told the parents about the party and that was lieu of an invite i didn't invite the eight-year-old girl who lives next door why my freaking god she screams over everything it's not even a scream it's ear-piercing screeching i cannot stand it i can tune out the loud sounds from my seven and nine-year-old boys and their friends but not that girl screaming it's like she sees a bug she screams she thinks someone is chasing her she screams she jumps off a swing she screams 
I'm pretty sure it's for attention, but I can't spend my Saturday listening to it in my backyard. Like I'd end up yelling at her and I don't want to do that or come across like an angry dad. Her parents did ask me if something was wrong because she wasn't invited. I bluntly told them that I just can't take the screaming. They said she's no more louder than any other kid. No, she's much louder. I told them I didn't want to discuss this any further. If and when she can stop her screaming, then I'll be more than happy to invite her to my backyard parties. They were deeply offended. I'm not looking for suggestions to abate her screaming or possible explanations to her screaming. I just don't want to hear it or be around it. The only way in which I would say that you were the jerk in this story, OP, is if you hadn't done what you did and tell the family the exact reason why you haven't invited their daughter. You've given them a reason and that's absolutely fine. It's your event, therefore you're not the butthole. If anything, it sucks for the kid because they're not really doing that much wrong. They're just being a kid and having fun. It's on their parents to tell them not to do these sort of things. And her parents aren't really doing anything about the problem, are they? They're just saying that she's no louder than any other kid. Whereas let's be honest, she must be based on what you're saying. So no, OP, you're definitely not in the wrong. You're in the right. But the parents of that kid need to step up and do something. Am I the jerk for canceling dinner because my girlfriend didn't feed my daughter lunch? I am a 33-year-old man, and I've been with my 30-year-old girlfriend for over a year. She quit her job as soon as she moved in with me, saying that technically she is a stay-at-home mum since she takes care of my five-year-old daughter. I thought her decision was odd for many reasons, including the fact that my daughter is only comfortable with me taking care of her needs. Yesterday, I was at work. Since my girlfriend is still getting used to my daughter's routine, I decided to help by making her a schedule and even setting alarms for certain activities like showering. At 1pm, my daughter was supposed to eat her lunch. It was in the schedule but i still texted my girlfriend to remind her all she had to do was reheat the food i cooked the night before since i'm the one who does the cooking i got home at five and found my daughter in her room with some chips i asked why she was having chips at the time and she said it was because my girlfriend didn't give her lunch i asked why and she said she had friends over i was livid and rushed to confront her and she tried to downplay it saying she forgot and chatting with her friends made her forget i said that was bs since she had the schedule she said i was judging her for still getting used to my daughter's routine and forgetting stuff but I literally texted to remind her. She claims she didn't see the text, but her phone never leaves her hand. I've decided that I won't be cooking for her or her family who were supposed to come over later last night for dinner. She freaked out, saying I couldn't do that and put her in this situation after I agreed to cook for the night. I said it was done and declined to keep arguing it. She started screaming that I was being too harsh on her, not giving her time to adjust properly. She ended up canceling dinner with her family, but is pretty much angry at me for backing out last minute. Now, the comments on this one, guys, are very interesting because i'm not gonna lie i do kind of differ but i get what they're saying the comments on reddit are saying that op is the butthole for leaving their child with this woman in the first place now as much as i do get that i feel like there needs to be more context here because we don't know if this is the first time that's ever happened or you know if this is a regular occurrence or not i'd say if this has happened before or if there's any even inclination that this was going to happen and she was going to forget to feed your daughter then yeah you got to take blame for that because ultimately you are responsible for your daughter even if you're not present with them at the time you choose who looks after them but if this is the first time that's happened then yeah it's not particularly your fault it's just a terrible situation all around i mean no doubt this woman is a disgrace again get her out of your life as quickly as possible what could have happened here could have been absolutely disastrous like yeah it seems all right she was just eating chips but imagine she was locked in a hot car or something and the girl's like oh yeah i forgot she was in there like genuinely that could have happened so i don't know who's in the wrong here really kind of everyone just make sure it doesn't happen again am i the jerk for telling my stepdad that i'll eat whatever i want in this house because i'm paying for it in front of my stepsisters i am a 20 year old man and i currently live with my mum full time since my dad is working out of the country she has a husband and he has two daughters from a previous marriage who are 12 and 14 and there's also 
also my half-sibling, a six-year-old boy. My mum's husband is unemployed because he was abruptly terminated. Both of them do gigs here and there while he looks for a job, but they barely bring money to the house. I'm in my second year of uni. While working and getting money from my dad every month, I've been paying for most of my stuff clothes, hobbies, phone bill, etc. Ever since I was 16. And when I turned 18, I began to pay rent and for my car. My mum's husband and his daughters are big eaters. I don't mind. I just started to buy my own groceries and they knew they weren't allowed to have any. Though I'd let my stepsisters take some of my snacks because I get that they're kids. But ever since three or four months ago, my mum has been asking me to buy this, buy that, buy this again. And I've been doing their groceries too. So I'm basically paying for all of the food, plus rent, plus driving my stepsister to and from school among other things yesterday we were having dinner together and i remembered i'd bought a watermelon a few days ago it was almost all gone but i could eat the last of it and it was okay my stepsister said she wanted some too and i said there was barely anything left and she could have an apple or something but she said she wanted watermelon and i said sorry my mum's husband said kids go first but I said the kids have been eating watermelon for the past few days and it was my turn. He looked me dead in the eye and said, put it back, son. You can eat something else. So I just said, I'll be eating whatever I want because I was paying for it. Nobody said anything after that and I took it to my room. Later, my mum came and apologized for him, but said that I shouldn't have said anything in front of my sisters and that was rude because I was being financially abusing with my family. So I don't know. Well, first of all, you're definitely not the jerk. And second of all, I love that you stood up to the bloke because what you're saying is straight facts. You are the one that pays for the food. You pay for the gaff. You know, you're well within your rights to say that. And yeah, your mum's right. Maybe it's not the right thing to do in front of the kids, but you're literally getting used to it and you're not even getting appreciated for it. If anything, you should have probably said something a little bit sooner. If you are the one that is enabling their entire lives, paying for everything, then as harsh as it might seem, you just got to get out of there. Because ultimately, you're not going to be around forever. They can't just use and abuse you for their entire lives too and expect you to just fund everything. So at some point, you're going to have to move anyway. Might as well do it now. Am I the jerk for reporting my boss over a nickname? I'm a 31-year-old female and I recently started a new job. Well, a few months ago. It's five guys in the office plus the boss. The boss is one of those guys who thinks he has a natural charm that ladies would instantly fall for, but he looks like a thumb and has a lot of dumb confidence for making inappropriate comments, even when talking to me about work issues. I keep him at arm's length and I'm very professional with my workmates. Some days ago, I was chasing after a workmate because he was procrastinating sending me a document. I went to get him to make me send it and he said, okay. So I took his phone, opened the messages app, and sent myself the file. But looking at it, I noticed that he'd saved my number as Jessica Rabbit. I asked him about it, confused, and he looked at me, shocked, eyes wide open. He just said, I'm sorry. I didn't let him go though, and I interrogated him until he confessed that the boss always calls me Jessica Rabbit. To be clear, I'm naturally a redhead. I got it from mum, and dye my hair red when it gets darker. But I don't look like Jessica Rabbit. I'm flat as a table. Yes, I had trust issues about it, and I worked very hard to like my body. I despise the thought of being compared to a hypersexualized cartoon character. I talked to my boss when he came into the office and I asked him about the nickname. He just said, because you're both sexy redheads. I told him to stop it because I don't feel safe. He just said, why are you so angry? It's a compliment. I said, it's not. And I stormed out. I went to HR to do a formal complaint. The HR lady said that she'll process a complaint, but that it was worthless because the boss is just like that. Well, I told her that I don't like my boss's attitude and I need a warrant to stop. 
Since then, my boss stopped talking to me, and my workmates say that I'm way too dramatic and don't know how to take a compliment. They also complain that they don't feel safe around me because they don't know if I'll twist their words somehow. Am I the jerk here? Yeah, 100% you're in the right here for reporting him. I don't know how you could ever be in the wrong. Maybe you thought that because of what the HR lady said, you should have been a little bit softer, but to be honest, I I don't see how you could ever be in the wrong here, and I think you probably knew you weren't the jerk, to be fair. However, I guess when you work with five other guys and they're now saying that you make them feel uncomfortable nah it's sexual harassment pretty simple let's move on i mean obviously the boss and the other co-workers are jerks but so's the hr lady why is she saying that as an excuse that is all from her and if anything as a woman surely she should be sticking up for you i don't get it terrible company if anything leave anyway now let's carry on am i the jerk for sending my son to school with less food and explicitly telling him not to share with his best friend this situation began a year ago and blew up in our faces last week my son gregory is 13 years old he just began the eighth grade his friend peter is also 13 and began the eighth grade too gregory and peter have been friends since elementary school last year i noticed that gregory Gregory would be ravenously hungry after school every day. He would come home and eat a frozen dinner or something and then help himself to seconds at dinner time. I chalked this up to him being a 12 year old boy and let it be. But something about the situation was nagging at me. And while Gregory wasn't clear about why at first, he eventually came clean. Peter was being sent to school every day with no lunch. It looks to me like a typical case of neglectful and unfit parents. The one time that Gregory went to their house, he came home with comments about it smelling really bad and Peter's parents locking themselves in the garage for hours feeling bad for peter i decided to discreetly begin giving gregory more food every day just about doubling all his food over time i became less discreet and began packing a separate lunch for peter i was never thanked for this by anyone but i knew peter was eating the food i sent this year though things are different money is tighter for personal reasons and frankly with how expensive things are i've decided not to spend exorbitant amounts of money supporting someone else's child i sat gregory down and told him that i'd be packing him one lunch which is for him and him alone i made it extremely clear do not share with anyone and this includes peter gregory followed my instructions until one day last week i got a phone call from peter's mother she was livid that i'd cut peter off without a single word i asked her when it became my responsibility to feed her son and she responded that if she'd known i wasn't sending gregory to school with too much food she would have handled it herself I asked if she remembered why I began sending him to school with two lunches in the first place and she hung up on me. I feel conflicted. I know I'm having my kindness thrown back in my face, but did I approach this situation incorrectly? All right, very interesting one here. First of all, before I say anything, get your comments in down below. What do you reckon? In the wrong or in the right? It's very contentious, I will say that. For me, it's clear that you're a nice person, right? Nobody would do this in the first place without being a nice person. You've shown that over the entirety of the past year, giving extra food to your kid just to help another. That's good stuff. Also, clearly in comparison to Peter's mother and father, you are a significantly better person. What she's saying is just mental. The fact that she's called you up and said why have you cut off my son from his lunch yeah that's not even a debate she's not giving him any food that's clear however where i think you might be in the wrong is the fact that the only person that's really getting damaged by your actions is peter himself the innocent one in all of this yes of course you want to stop giving him food that has to be the long-term goal especially in the current climate where you don't have enough money that's absolutely fine obviously no one is expecting you to feed someone else's child but the problem is that peter is the one now that is struggling here his parents are a disgrace anyway but he feels like now you've just cut him off he needs food ultimately 
and I think that there might have been a better way of going about this. The first thing that springs to mind is surely you go to the school first, right? It's their job to make sure that the kids' welfare is top-notch and looked after. Realistically, you shouldn't have been doing what you were doing the whole time. Even though it was a lovely gesture, you should have instantly gone to the school, really, and said, I know this kid is not getting fed. You need to look into this. Because the situation you've got right now is Peter is kind of effed, isn't he? His parents clearly are a disgrace and not going to start feeding him. And now he's left on his own. Whereas if you'd gone through the school and it had been a more gradual process of working out what to do and, you know, maybe the school providing some sort of meal for Peter, it would have been a much more smooth transition for you to stop giving him meals. Right now, there's going to be a horrible cutoff point where, let's be honest, we're not entirely sure if Peter's going to be fed at lunch for a while. Am I the jerk for telling my wife I'll purchase the coffee I want because I'm the one with the job? I've lately come to enjoy some nicer coffee than I usually drank. I brew it at home, so we're not talking daily $7 drinks or anything. Instead of getting a giant bulk bag of Kirkland coffee, I've come to enjoy a $12 bag from the grocery store. It lasts a bit over a week, maybe two. That's instead of $15 for about five weeks, which is what it was. My wife doesn't work and I work from home. She also unfortunately isn't doing a lot around the house right now because of a medical condition. I've been picking up most of the slack while she sits around. This has been going on for six months for the household years for the job yes she has depression and yes she is getting treatments i try my best to do what i can but oftentimes i have to ask her multiple times to help with even simple tasks to share responsibility we've had discussions on how i know she's working on the issue but i can't do everything on my own now i make plenty to be able to have my coffee be a splurge she'd previously commented on the cost and i said it's well within the budget and i like it it's fine I'd shown her the budget in the personal finance app, You Need a Budget, which is nearly always under budget every month for the past few years. I brought home another bag the other day and she made a comment along the lines of, you're spending way too much on this fancy coffee. You need to go back to the other stuff. Having had to make the grocery run again after doing other household chores that morning, I snapped. The one with the job gets to make the grocery choices, work again or contribute to the household and you can have a say in what we buy. She called me a cold-hearted jerk and stormed out of the room. So am I the jerk for my reaction to being called out on coffee buying? Well, mate, uh, I think you know you're not the jerk about the coffee. You have the money, you can buy it. But clearly this story is not about the coffee. And if anything, it's actually quite sad. Uh, I didn't really enjoy that. Like clearly there's a lot of issues here going on. I'm just scrolling through the comments and everyone is saying this is not about the coffee. I, I could not concur more. Yeah, something's got to give her. I don't know what the play is, but maybe find a new therapist. I don't know. The relationship is not going that well, that's for sure. And um, coffee is the least of your problems. I say in jest because uh, it's actually quite sad am i the jerk for threatening to kick out my co-worker slash roommates for kissing my best friend around february i let my 25 year old co-worker Jaden and his six-year-old daughter leah move in we were co-workers and friends for three years and he's always been so funny smart and cute we became really close friends unfortunately work decided they can't afford to keep everyone and have been making cuts and Jaden was basically forced to quit i know he was really worried about his rent and everything and my roommate was leaving so i offered for him to stay with me and we worked out an agreement we decided that while he's still looking for a job he'd deal with all the chores and errands and housework it's honestly been amazing having him live with me he is such a great cook and leah has actually been really well behaved and sweet he's helped me out a lot and i really enjoy being able to spend all this time with him he's found some part-time work but nothing that pays enough for him to live alone so we've mostly kept our agreement just with me doing a little bit more and him helping pay a little my friends have come over quite a few times and obviously met him 
Last weekend, I had a bunch of my friends stay over. I thought it went great, but the next day, Leah told me she'd seen Jaden kiss my best friend. I was really upset, and Jaden and I ended up arguing about it. I told him how betrayed I felt. He tried to say it was fine, that apparently that kiss wasn't intentional, and he didn't say anything because they didn't know what it meant. But it's still wrong. I'm doing so much only for him to do this to me. I got upset and told him that he'll have to leave if he just wants to take advantage of my kindness. But I don't want to live with someone who betrays me like that. He was offended and just tried to act like it was no big deal and I was being crazy. He thinks I have no right to say anything about his love life, even though it's my best friend and I'm doing so much for him. Our talk didn't really work, but I did talk to my best friend and she agreed to back off. The last few days have been horrible and he doesn't think he's done anything wrong I've tried to talk again, but he now refuses to and has been really cold and told me that he'll move out as soon as he can I don't think i've done anything wrong. It's his own fault I want to work this out, but he shouldn't be going around kissing my friends But the fighting has really upset leah and obviously Jaden thinks i'm a jerk even if he's being selfish All right, good news guys. We have our first jerk of this episode. I don't really know what you're going on about op um Kissing someone's friend is completely fine, obviously. You're just jealous, in my opinion. Like, unless you've explicitly told Jaden to not get with one of your friends beforehand. I also don't know why you would do that or if you have any right to do that. As he says, it is his love life. Then I don't see what the problem is. Like, you're not in a relationship with him, are you? That's pretty clear. So you're being possessive about someone that you're not in a relationship with. Yeah, you're definitely a jerk here. Sorry. I mean, let's be honest. It's very clear that she fancies him, right? The start of this entire post was saying he's always been so funny, smart and cute. Well, you know, there's a pretty clear signs that you might like the bloke. Uh, yeah. You know what? It's actually not the worst reaction. The more you think about it, I reckon she just doesn't really realize that she fancies him quite a lot. And that's why she had such a visceral reaction. As soon as you actually understand that you do fancy this guy, you can probably have a more constructive uh, conversation with him. Until that point, yeah, you're just being a bit childish, to be honest. Am I the jerk for my reaction when I learned that my fiance returned my wedding dress and replaced it with the one his mum picked for me? My fiance, who is a 33-year-old man, and I, a 28-year-old woman, are getting married in December. His mum is the intrusive type, but she's nice overall, and we somewhat get along. I hate to admit that wedding planning has been an absolute nightmare. His mum wasn't willing to agree on most things, and my fiance said that since he's her only son, then I should respect and appreciate this vision that she has for the wedding and how it should be. She insisted to come along for wedding dress shopping. I took her with me and my mum and friends. I was so lucky to have found what I was looking for. But she picked a dress that she liked so much and said that I always pictured my son's bride in it My mum and friends thought this line was creepy I thought the dress was somewhat creepy too and totally not my type I apologized and thanked her for her vision But I told her that i'd already decided on the dress that i'd envisioned myself wearing at my wedding She got all annoyed because of it apparently then must have told my fiance because he came home in the evening Ranting about how i'd made his mum upset and turned down her help in choosing the wedding dress excluding her from the process i asked what process duh it's just a wedding dress my wedding dress so i really didn't get how she should get a say at all he got upset and said that this attitude of mine isn't working on him or his mum he said that i should consider the dress his mum wanted me to buy especially knowing that both dresses weren't that much different anyway like she said but i told him yes they were different like so different anyways we argued about it then we dropped it Yesterday, I came home and found out that he'd returned my wedding dress and replaced it with the one his mum wanted. I called him and he was straightforward about what he did and why he did it. I lost it and started screaming at him. 
He asked me to calm down and really give this dress a chance. I refused to even listen. I screamed at him without giving him a chance to speak. He got home and we had an argument. I then went to stay with one of his friends and he kept calling and calling, then texting, saying that I overreacted and it's his wedding too, so it wasn't cool how I screamed at him. He insisted I give this dress a chance. He went on and on about how his mum has a vision and good intentions and just wants what's best for me as her future daughter-in-law. My mum is livid and has been wanting to go and scream at him and his mum, but my dad said that this isn't worth ruining my relationship with my in-laws over. He suggested I wisen up and go with the flow, but is it too much for me to be able to pick my own wedding dress without being guilted about it, just to keep the peace? So, am I the jerk for my reaction? No, you're obviously not the jerk. I mean, surely it's the bride's choice as to what they wear on the wedding day. Or at least the bride and the groom together, right? They decide on a a dress schedule. What's it called? Fancy dress? I think it must be called fancy dress. Um, What is it actually called though? Dress code. Got it. They decide on a dress code, right? Um, Together, normally. So I don't know why this mum is getting involved. Did she not have her own wedding back in the day in which she had her own vision of her wedding dress and then wore that wedding dress? Mental. You're clearly not the jerk. And also, please, like, you saw your fiancé out, by the way. Why is he doing this? He should be taking your side, not his weird mums. Just promise me this. Pick your own wedding dress and stick with that, no matter what anyone else says. You need to do that for your own sanity. Am I the jerk for denying my mum access to her grandson because she refuses to help me? My husband and I are first-time parents to an eight-month-old son, Jack. Now, that's actually not me. Guys, I know what you're thinking, uh, but I'm, I'm 24. Anyway, I've struggled since he was born. I had a difficult pregnancy. My son had colic and my maternity leave was short. I was diagnosed with PPD and I'm getting treatment. My husband and I both have demanding jobs. I would love to quit, but we can't afford it right now. I don't have many friends in the state where we live and I'm lonely. My mother-in-law is in poor health and my husband goes twice a week to help her. I haven't had a day or evening off since Jack was born. Plus, our home was flooded by a broken pipe five months ago. Handling the cleanup has been a nightmare. My mum, who is 67, lives one hour away and has never once offered to help with anything. We've always had a pretty good relationship. She was a stay-at-home mum and was very loving and devoted to my brother, sister, and me. She's an empty nester and spends her days doing yoga and seeing friends. My mum only wants to see the baby if it's very low effort. I asked her a few times if she could babysit or run an errand, but she'd always say no. Once I called her at the height of my PPD, sobbing, saying I was scared to be alone and could she come over, but she had brunch plans. I stopped asking for anything until today. My best friend of 25 plus years is getting married next weekend in state B, which is two hours away by plane. I'm the maid of honor and my husband is officiating. Children aren't invited because the venue is unsafe. About seven months ago, we started looking for someone to watch Jack. We called everyone we could think of. After a month of searching, we finally found a babysitter in State B through a friend of a friend. Well, the babysitter called on Friday and cancelled. I've spent the past three days calling childcare agencies with zero luck. I finally explained my desperation to my mum and asked if she could watch Jack for 24 hours. Or I offered to fly my mum to State B with us get her a hotel room and she'd then only need to watch him for five hours. I was in tears begging her, but my mum said no. She has a yoga class she doesn't want to cancel. It was the straw that broke the camel's back after months of no empathy as I floundered with PPD. I told my mum that since she's never willing to help ever, I'll be cutting off all contact and she won't get to see her grandson. I know my mum is under no obligation to help us, but then she should not expect to see my son. 
So am I the jerk for denying my mum a relationship with her grandson because she never offers to help? Yeah, definitely not the jerk once again. I mean, yes, there is no obligation for her to help you. Of course, that is what you said. You admit that. But then there is no obligation for you to let her see your son. Simple as that. It's also just shocking parenting and mothering from her. Like, what is she doing? What mother? I mean, I say this. We've seen quite a few of them in in the course of my channel. But the majority of mothers, I will say, surely when your daughter is in tears on the phone, are going to cancel a yoga class to go and help them, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, there's a great comment right here. It's one thing to refuse to babysit or run an errand or whatever. I agree with that. But when your child calls you crying, saying they're terrified of being alone and are clearly in distress and you choose a brunch. Yeah, that is mental. And I also would have cut my parent off right then and there. Am I the butthole for dumping my ex publicly and not paying him back for the engagement ring? I just want to say this is going to sound insane, but I'm not trolling or making it up. Me and this guy were together for three years. We're 19 now. We never talked about the future until a year in. Before then, I tried to discuss it and he would change the subject. In short, I wanted kids. He didn't. I wanted to stay in Ireland. He didn't. I wanted to get married. He didn't. When I realized it was a bad match, I broke it off. But he asked to get back together, saying we were too young to worry about the future, and we got back together. This happened a few times over the next 18 months, and in this time, we probably spent more time apart than together. We knew early on that we wanted different things, and while marriage and kids are something I would want further down the line, I wasn't concerned about his open dislike of marriage and kids, because 19 is too young to get married anyway. If I were dating him 10 or 15 years from now, and he didn't want to get married, then I might have an issue. But when I'm barely out of my teens, it's not a huge concern and just loving him and wanting to be with him is enough. When I went to see him this time, I was again considering breaking up with him. Aside from the long-term issues, he's also inconsiderate and has a mean streak that I really don't like. So when I arrived at his place, mentally debating breaking up with him for good this time, and he told me he wanted to take me out to dinner, I assumed he wanted to break up too publicly so i wouldn't cause a scene i don't normally cause a scene but being in public tends to prevent yelling and we both yell every time we break up in the last year he's asked me two things that looking back now stand out to me first he asked about jewelry what kind of stuff i liked and what my taste was i assumed it was because my birthday was coming up and he was getting me a bracelet or something so i told him simple and delicate silver or steel rather than gold if there was a color then blue nothing flashy or expensive as both my job prefers plain jewelry and it's just my personal preference i also said go cheap the other thing he asked me was how i felt about public proposals i told him immediately that i personally disliked them as i felt i wouldn't be able to say no even if i wanted to i feel like public proposals are okay when they've been specifically requested and agreed on but one that's totally out of the blue is not okay at all i assumed he was asking about this because his friend had just proposed to his girlfriend of several years publicly and she'd accepted but admitted to him after that she would have preferred something private i never thought in a million years that he would propose so you can imagine my shock when we went to dinner and the first thing he did was propose the ring was huge gold gaudy red gems around a diamond and the whole thing was the size and shape of a super bowl ring he got on one knee and held it out to me we were in the middle of this popular restaurant and the place was packed everyone there could see what was going on and wasn't even trying to hide that they were looking at us 
I said no. Well, I didn't so much say no. I ran out of the restaurants. He drove me there, so I got a cab back and drove home that night. I realized running out wasn't the best thing to do, but I didn't know what else to do. I could feel everyone's eyes on me, and all I knew was that I didn't want to marry him or accept his proposal. I felt like I couldn't even speak. I was so upset about the whole thing, so I just got up and ran. I just want to take the opportunity to say here that I really, really don't care about the rings. Honestly, when I want to get married, which is absolutely not when I'm 19 years old, the right person could just turn to me and say, wanna get married? And I'd say yes. I wouldn't even need a ring. I know I'm focusing on the ring and the public proposal a lot, but that's only because of one, how far away it was from what I told him my taste was, and two, what happened next. I didn't hear from him until a few weeks later. He said that he thought a proposal was something I'd want, but he saw now that it wasn't. He said that he was out of pocket for the rings. He'd bought us both the same one and got on them engraved. He linked me to the jeweler's website and the ring was up for 1,450 euros. That's about $1,600, 1,300 pounds. So a decent amount there for a ring. When I asked why he was telling me this, he said that he'd hoped I would cover the cost of mine. He said that as they'd been engraved, he couldn't get a refund. He'd hoped that I would say yes to the proposal, in which case he wouldn't have asked me to pay, but I said no. He also said I'd embarrassed him by saying no in public, and I should have said yes, and if I was really against it, waited to say no when we were alone. We both live in small towns where gossip spreads at church. Enough people were at the restaurant that night that both of us got asked about it at church on Sunday. He has since messaged me saying he's debating calling in a lawyer to sue me for the cost of my ring And he also says that i've caused him emotional distress by turning him down in public And have publicly humiliated him for both rejecting his proposal in public and leaving him to deal with the church gossip Which I had no part in spreading He says he can also get some money off me over those other two things So 1450 euros for what he spent on my ring and extra money for emotional distress and public humiliation I think his legal claims are all bs and he wouldn't have a leg to stand on in a court of law but i'm not a law student or a lawyer he is studying law currently and has an internship at a legal firm what do i do about all this do i need to prepare myself for a lawsuit or is it not even worth worrying about thanks in advance and then a couple of quick edits edit one he knew i wanted to get married but not to him he not only knew this but said he had no intention of marrying me either he openly despised marriage right up until the time he proposed and he knows that we want different things out of marriage and i told him that this was why i was breaking up with him the times before this that i've ended the relationship during the course of our relationship he's also said stuff like we're still too young to think about marriage it's not like we're getting married and my favorite it's not like i'm gonna propose that one was last april and a final edit his mother has reached out to me apologizing for her son's actions she said that nothing will come of this and that she raised an idiot well if nothing else at least his mum is self-aware because my goodness he definitely isn't what an idiot no obviously you're not the butthole in the story i mean i don't even need to answer that question but i guess that is a point in the subreddit that is obvious i mean there's just so much stuff to unpack first of all he's getting annoyed that you publicly humiliated him when he was the one who proposed in public that was his decision if he was ever worried about that don't do it in public secondly suing you for something that he bought you um and didn't tell you that he wanted you to pay the cost i mean even if he did want you to pay the cost you can't sue for a gift or a present or a ring that is ridiculous and third of all he's an idiot because i can't even work out what he was trying to do the entire time why did he keep saying to you i don't want to get married i don't want to propose and then propose at the age of 19 how does that make any sense 
I don't even know what his intention was there. An idiot of a man. My dad gave the business to my brother, so I left. Am I the butthole? My older brother, who is 30, went to university and then worked in the city as an accountant. I am a 27-year-old man, and I started to work for my dad as a plumber at 15 and went to college to get my qualifications in plumbing and gas. About the time COVID started, my brother moved back from the city and started working for my dad in accounting. My dad has been unwell for the last four years due to asbestosis. It's been really hard on the family, and he's getting worse, but is still loving life. I've been running the business for the last two years. We've expanded and now have 50 vans in the fleets and one qualified and one trainee allocated to each van. COVID was hard in the beginning, but we've bounced back. My dad still works on tools with me on Fridays. A half day, then back to my place for some beers. Friday is the only day I'm on tools now as I'm doing everything to run the business. Well, last month, my dad told the family that he's stepping down from the business due to health and wants to spend more time with my mother and is giving the business to my brother and for me to step down from acting CEO. This upset me. I've been with the business for 12 years. At the beginning, it was only me and my dad. My brother never wanted to be in the business. He said it wasn't worth his time and now he's the boss and I've been dumped back to a heating engineer with a 20K pay cut. He doesn't have any clue what we do or how to do it. I spoke to my dad and he told me that my brother deserves it for all he's done, that he is a family and I don't, and that he went to uni. A lot of the other workers are upset about the decision and have told me that they will go where I go. I told my dad that if that is how he feels, then I will leave and start my own business. I've not spoken to my dad or brother since and I've told them to never contact me. For the last month, I've had thousands of calls and messages from family saying some very hurtful things and telling me I'm ungrateful for what I have. So, am I the butthole? Now, I think it's pretty clear, at least in my opinion, that Opie is not the butthole in this situation. He's just been shafted by his father. No, not in that way, but who knows? Maybe that goes on. Anyway, let's skip straight to an edit and then an unbelievable update. I want to say thank you to everyone for your kind words. There are so many to reply to. I will do my best to thank you all. To hear my father tell me in his own way he doesn't think I'm good enough was hard. And for my family to take his and my brother's side was even harder. In the morning, I will contact the large clients I've worked with over the last six years. I know we had some sites postponed due to COVID, big money, and I'll try and take them over. I have 20 of my colleagues wishing to come work for me and I've saved nearly all the money I've earned over the last 12 years. So I think I've got enough to get myself up on my feet. Okay then, update one. I want to inform everyone that I'm not starting a business to destroy my brother. As much as I want to, I've spent almost 13 years building it and I don't want to see anyone out of a job or for the business to die. It's about 5 a.m. in England and you've all helped me so much. I'm going to be going over to talk to my father at about 8 a.m. and take him out for breakfast and a chat. I'm not sure if I'll get a proper answer from him, but I do love my family and I want my future kids to know them. I'll update more after the events later today. Update 2. As I said in one of the comments, I believe my family had found my post and they had. This morning when I arrived at my parents' house, my mum opened the door and looked like she'd been crying a lot. My dad came over to talk to me and we went out for breakfast. He didn't say a word on the way there or when we arrived, but on the way back, he asked if we could pull over and talk. I can honestly say this was the first time that I'd seen my dad cry. I asked him why he did this to me and he said he doesn't know. I kept pushing and he finally told me he owed it to my brother for not being about for him as much as me when we were growing up. And there were times that my brother needed him, but he was working. I couldn't believe it. After 12 years of hard work, that was his reasoning. 
I told my father I spent half my life working to do everything for the business And now he's thrown me to the side just because he's hurt his son in the past He told me that he's seen the post that I put up and to my surprise. He wasn't mad. He actually seemed remorseful He told me my mother has been in pieces after reading the comments about how bad he treated me And he thinks i'll never talk to them again. My dad told me after reading it all He realized he should have split the business between me and my brother It would need both of us to keep progressing and he apologizes to me for never telling me how proud he was of everything i'd done and he thought i knew how proud he was but my brother has full control my father has no say anymore and my brother would never go 50 50. he tells me he wants me to go back as my brother would need me i told him that's not my problem anymore after he demoted me and cut my pay I tried to make it work for three weeks, but my brother wouldn't listen. He didn't believe that I knew what I was talking about, telling me he knows how to run a business. So I left. Why work my butt off there when I could do the same work and make more money for myself? My dad broke down, saying that he destroyed the family and he should never have done what he did. I don't understand why it took this long for him to realize I was such a valuable piece in the company. Update three. As I said, I've had a couple of Zoom calls with some clients today and they've gone very well. I've been informed that they will all be sending signed proposal letters for the up and coming work. Lucky the site start dates don't clash. That was one of the main things I was worried about. Three of my colleagues have now left the business and have spoken to my dad, informing him about why they left and that they will be coming to work with me under their own choice. To hear them tell me this meant a lot. They all have between five and 10 years more experience in the industry. At the moment, I have all we need to start a new business with the three vans I own and the tools that I've built up over the years. I'm looking forward to the new venture in my life and I can't wait to share this with my children when I have them. Then I received a call from my father asking me to come over for dinner. I was unsure at first, but I thought it was probably a step in the right direction. On arrival, my whole family was there. I went in and the atmosphere dropped. My mum wouldn't look at me and my brother just sat there acting as if I didn't exist. My dad came and asked me and my brother to go into his office. He started to ask when I was going to return to the company as they need me in early Monday morning. I couldn't even believe what I was hearing. I told them both, I'm not coming back and I've started my own company. And what does he even mean? You gave the business to him, my brother. My brother started to lose his temper, telling me if I cared about the company, why would I leave? I said some very choice words before telling him that I've always cared for the company and spent 12 years of my life working to make it successful, unlike him, who swans in, takes all the glory, and that I'm not going to sit there and be treated like that. I told him to F off so I could talk to dad and I asked what was this morning all about? He tells me he's sorry on the one hand, but then expects me to come running back. He couldn't even look me in the eye. So I left. I said goodbye to my cousin, my nieces and nephews and I walked out. I've been writing for about three hours on and off coming back on here to talk to people. I just want to say thank you to everyone for the personal messages, comments, rewards and all the kind words and encouragement. I'll try and message everyone, but I'm exhausted and will most likely fall asleep. And then we have the final update posted just a few days ago to let you all know this story started over a year ago. Sorry, it's been a while. I've had a lot going on in the last couple of weeks. I try and explain the most I can. So the new business is going very well. We have a lot of work coming in and we're making good money. At the end of the year, I'll be looking at expanding. So yeah, very happy with that. Me and my fiance are very happy. She is very busy planning the wedding of her dreams. She wants me to wear a suit, but tough luck, I'll be in my kilts. I couldn't be happier than I am right now, waking up to her every day. She's there for me no matter what and has been my rock through everything. Right then, onto my family. My father and brother still refuse to talk to me and have told me they will not be attending the wedding even though they haven't been invited. 
My mother has called my fiance but hasn't said much only to ask about wedding stuff and she won't talk to me My fiance's family have been amazing My soon-to-be in-laws have been helping with the wedding and everything else and i'm extremely thankful for everything they've done for us My other family have now backed off and apologized and want to make amends for everything that was said Myself and my fiance are set to have our wedding in november We sat down together and have decided to try having children after we're married. We're both excited to be parents well, fair play to you, pal. Sounds like you're getting on with your life very well. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to do the same in your situation. I don't understand how your entire family just instantly turns their back on you. Like, your dad seemed like a nice guy. When I was reading it, I was like, oh, yeah, lovely father and son relationship, working on a business together, all going well, great stuff. You must love each other and get on very well. Apparently not. I, I don't really know why. Even if your dad was really sad about the way he treated your older brother when he was younger, you know, working too much, not giving him enough time, that's one thing. And I kind of get maybe like 1% maximum why he might have thought that he owes it to your older brother to give him the business over you. But to then not realize that mistake, not understand how valuable you are for that company, as you said, and to double down and then not speak to you and not even want to go to the wedding and just have no contact with you after all that you've been through just shows how much of a strange person he is. I say the same about your mother as well. Why is she suddenly turning her back on you? I don't really get it. You've done nothing wrong. You're leaving a business where you had a massive pay cut with clearly not valued and you're going to work for yourself and earn a lot more money who would not do that i get it's your family but they treated you horribly all power to you fair play for getting on with your life your family can f off am i the butthole for helping my brother run away from his wedding i have two older brothers this is about the middle one our parents divorced when i was very young due to our mother's insane jealousy at first my dad was able to handle it but when she started making comments about me wanting to be like his wife he had enough she quickly rebounded with a guy with two kids and had shared custody for a while but when my dad got remarried she went crazy calling his new wife every horrible name and claiming he was cheating on her while they were married i was always closer to my brothers and dad than my mum because she was always very mean to me long story short my stepmom died in a bad car accident and my dad called her in the middle of the night letting her know he'd pick us up earlier so we could attend the funeral and she decided to take us on a fun trip to celebrate something it was the happiest we've ever seen her and when we realized what happened and started crying she told us only worthless people cry for whores needless to say things went nuclear and my dad asked for full custody with visitation for her he always left the line of communication open and paid for us to visit her when she moved away but it was still very bad and as soon as we turned 18 we started to lower contact with her last time we saw her was my high school graduation where she made a point of letting everyone who would hear that we were ungrateful kids and her boyfriend would call us bad names too i've been non-contact since then my brother sam started dating his ex three years ago she's heard all the stories and the reasons we are no contact but she believes we're just dramatic they had many issues due to her opinions but she eventually seemed to drop the you need to reconcile with your mother crusade during the wedding planning there was no indication of things going wrong or fishy but then we got to the church and lo and behold mum her boyfriend and his two kids were sitting at the front i immediately panicked and called my brothers sam thought maybe somehow she found out and wanted to crash so he called his then fiance to let her know of the potential drama but she told him it was fine since she invited them sam hung up and asked me to go and get him while my oldest brother dealt with things at the church we went home and barricaded ourselves there even when his ex her family friends etc came to try and make sense with him Mum's boyfriend even called and said he always knew we were worthless now that the dust has settled most of sam's friends are on his side and so is most of our family our dad's family 
Sam's fiance's parents already threatened to sue for the money they paid if he didn't marry her. But Sam says he'd rather just pay them back for their contribution than marry someone that betrayed him. My nuclear family 100% support Sam, but the backlash has been huge. All right, then you might be thinking that's a very abrupt ending to that post. Um, and I agree, it is. But what if I were to tell you that this entire episode that you're listening to and watching right now is all about this same story? What I've just showed you is the very beginning of this. There is so much more to come. There are edits, updates. The entire story is just absolutely bamboozling. It is mental. It involves fake pregnancies, fake abortions, crazy family meetings, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Strap in, this entire story is mental. And here's the first edit so first off despite some people commenting about it no she has not apologized she even went so far as to text my oldest brother joe that she thought that inviting my mom would be a good wedding present from my brother to her since she values family now my dad bought them a house as a wedding present but only sam is on the deed she did have keys for when they moved there but they just had the locks changed today and joe and some cousins are taking everything sam owns from her flat during this week we aren't worried about being sued but we'll consult a lawyer just in case we also heard that mum and her family are still in town but since we're all staying at our childhood home for a few days we don't care my dad is sad that sam is heartbroken but is trying to cheer him up along with my boyfriend and sister-in-law i actually had to delete and deactivate my social media because i kept getting nasty comments and messages but the more people learn the reason sam ran away the less it gets i'm still sorry that she felt humiliated but my brother comes first. I also asked Joe about the church aftermath after I went to get Sam and it was just as I expected it. He says he stood up in front of everybody and told them Sam wasn't coming and to please go home. And all of their gifts delivered to our side of the family will be given back ASAP. Sam's fiance was still outside the church when someone in her family informed her and she started screaming and crying and calling Sam nonstop. Mum tried to talk to Joe, but he didn't even look at her. And when she couldn't get a reaction out of him, she started crying loudly and lamenting how horrible we are to her. And some people started consoling her. This is her MO, but Joe and his wife didn't care. When they went out of the church, Sam's fiance was expecting them and demanding to see Sam. But Joe said no. Then she demanded to know what to do with the party. And he said if she didn't want the venue, he would arrange for the food to be donated to the staff so it wouldn't go to waste. Everybody was screaming except Joe because he didn't want to give mum the satisfaction. Joe and his wife came home after stopping at the supermarket and some fast food joints. And we've been inside like we're kids again, plus two more members. We asked Sam if he wanted them to go, but he said he wanted them there. We'd all taken time off to spend family time after the wedding anyway, so it's not a problem at the moment. When his fiance, now ex, came to the gates, we knew she was not going to use the venue. So my sister-in-law called them with Sam's info, told them to take the food, and also sent them some tips for their trouble. It seems that we will get back all the alcohol that my dad paid for, so we'll have a very drunk end of the year. A couple of people commented asking why our dad ever married our mum. And the answer is he really loved her and believed that she was the nicest person ever. It turns out she wasn't, but she knew that nobody, except I guess her nasty new husband, would marry her unless she pretended to be nice. My dad considered staying with her until we were adults, but she kept getting worse. She used to get very nice and he thought she was changing and then she'd go back. As per Sam's ex, we have no doubt that she believes mum is a nice person that has ungrateful children 
because she's extremely charming, and for some people, it's funny to make fun of others as long as it's not directed at them, but it still doesn't excuse Sam's ex. The only person Sam gave an explanation to was his boss, who was at the church, but he's very understanding and was pretty shocked about what mum had put us through, since we're a fairly adjusted happy people. Our dad said that it was a shock for all of us, and we can stay home as long as we need. Sam is moving home for the time being. I showed my family my original post on Reddit and they're moved by your niceness, but Sam wants you all to know that his ex wasn't showing any concerning behaviors and he truly believed that she understood his upbringing. He's agreed to talk to her and her parents today, but only if it's at our home and we are there to support him. So it's gonna be an interesting visit. Well then, that concludes the first post. Now that was posted last year, November the 1st. And um, you know, I know what you're thinking. I wanna know what happened in this meeting and don't worry, just one day later on November the 2nd, OP posted the very first updates. I was wondering why Sam accepted the meeting after not even talking to her, but it turns out she sent videos and photos of all his things on the floor to his best friend Tom and told him that Sam either talked to her or she would burn and destroy it all. Tom came to visit Sam, told him what happened, and they informed her they need access to the flat before anything happens. Tom, Joe, a couple of cousins, and my boyfriend went and took his clothes, electronics, and important paperwork. Sam said he didn't care about the rest, and even made a little joke about them being the fastest moving crew he knew. The meeting was, for lack of a better word, a ridiculous event. She came with her parents and sisters, tried to talk to Sam alone, but when he didn't allow it, she just started talking. Not once did she apologize. She said it's not her fault that we don't understand the value of a real family and we were raised to hate mothers. That her only intention was for Sam to learn the value of a mother because she was scared he would take her children away from her because that is what he was taught to do. Sam didn't say anything until she threw the, this family is like a cult and you are a terrible father looking at my dad. As you may imagine, this is a sore spot for all of us and we don't allow insults towards our dad under any circumstance. Sam just unloaded about how she was a hateful liar. He was disgusted he ever touched even her hand. He was grateful to the universe that I'm chronically early to everything. He told her staying with a cheating husband as her mum does is nothing to be proud about. He said she pretended to be nice just so he would marry her, unloaded all the minor things that he was willing to overlook because he truly did love her, or at least who he thought she was. He said he'd never forgive her for the hurt she caused his siblings, but he doesn't hate her because that would require him to spend energy thinking about her, and she doesn't get that. At the end, he said she had enough time to clear things, and since she has acted like a victim, he'll be the one to let everybody know why he didn't show. It was brutal, but cathartic and necessary for Sam. Her parents said nothing, but were very red. She was crying. Her sisters attempted to defend her and their parents' relationship, and were kind of expecting my whole family to argue too, but we didn't. Then, Sam told his ex's dad that he could sue if he wanted to, but if he did, Sam would expose all of his family's dirty laundry to the world, and he doubts he wants that. Amazingly, the dad still argued that Sam could try and make amends and marry his ex because you're not getting any younger and all families fight, I've never rolled my eyes harder. The rest of the meeting was about logistics for the return of the wedding gifts already received, stopping the harassment from their family, the cancellation and refund of the honeymoon, the changing of the locks. Sam's ex just kept crying and trying to talk to Sam, but he was in business mode and didn't want anything from her. He only replied to her directly when she said she was keeping her engagement ring with nobody asked for it. They left without issues. Sorry, I've got to interrupt. Sam is handling this so well, what a G. 
When the booze was delivered, mum and her husband sneaked through the gate when we opened it. She said she just wanted to talk to her babies and my dad asked her to leave. She kept screaming that he raised us wrong and we just embarrassed her with our behavior. She couldn't believe we were such bad people and we should start making amends with her because clearly we lack maternal love. She got that right and this was the pathetic result. At that point, Joe went out and told her to leave since the police were on their way. She took that as an opportunity to cry since it's the first time in about a decade that he's talked to her and she tried to sweet talk him into going to grab dinner with her and her husband. But of course, Joe just told her to leave and the only news he ever wanted to hear related to her was the one about her funeral so he could go and celebrate. Few hysterical crying and screaming from the husband demanding an apology and threatening to hit Joe. Dad and Joe went back inside and left them there until we saw they left and closed the gates. It's hard for some people to understand why we react like we do, but the things I wrote about our mother are just like the tip of the iceberg. Dad wasn't exactly proud of what Joe said, but he understood he needed to let it out, and he was speaking for all of us. Yeah, maybe that makes us bad people, but we truly don't want to see this woman ever again. We're all going to have some family therapy besides our individual ones. Sam doesn't want the house anymore, but my dad says to take it slowly, and the first step is to mend his hearts. We've had horror movie marathons and some Disney classics sprinkled here and there. We also had a drama bingo thing going on of all the things that could possibly happen because I guess we are truly dramatic after all. We love each other and we're raised to treat people well, but we can be petty when pushed. I also feel better knowing she humiliated herself. And while I wouldn't wish to be left at the church to anybody, I would do it again because I love my brother more than I feel bad for her. We'll be going on a family trip eventually, but right now we will continue our staycation. Oh, also to the person that said Joe is a hero, his siblings couldn't ask for a better brother and friend. We've read everything so far. Thank you for letting me vent, the awards, the PMs. I'm sorry if my English has not been up to standard. This family is Spanish, by the way, guys. Joe and Sam's names are obviously fake too, but Daniela, go f*** yourself mental we've just had a uh, an ex-fiance name reveal i thought this post was going to be pretty anonymous the whole time i'm pretty sure that op has been using fake names the entire time but no as you'll see as these updates continue and continue uh, anonymity kind of goes out the window anyway let's carry on this is where the story really takes a turn for the i don't even know i was gonna say worse but maybe mental is a better word to use here all right then now this update takes place just a few days later on november the 6th okay this week has been really chaotic those who said to be prepared for the pregnancy tactic were incredibly accurate. She posted it online. People were freaking out again and calling Sam, asking him if it was true. Sam called her and asked that she deleted it, but she continued claiming that she was pregnant. He asked her to delete it and to come and talk about it. She did delete it, met up with Sam, and somehow this crazy woman thought he wanted her back. I went with Sam and she was very happy until she saw me enter the place. She started crying, holding her stomach. And when Sam asked if she was really pregnant, she said yes and told him she didn't want her child to be from a broken family. Sam told her they were going to the doctor immediately to know for sure. And she cried even more, screaming he didn't trust her. Long story short, she isn't pregnant but she posted that Sam was forcing her to have an abortion and that she was devastated. As you may imagine, this was a horrible thing to say. People were calling Sam because they're so whiplash from the drama, they don't know what to believe anymore. When my sister-in-law, Anna, Joe's wife, found out about Daniela's posts and the meeting, she called Daniela. I'm unsure what was said in that conversation, but I've also never seen Anna this angry. The posts have been taken down, but Anna wrote an email with all relevant information, including that Daniela was never pregnant and sent it to everybody in the wedding list. 
This morning, we heard Daniela had a breakdown after leaving voicemails, telling Sam if she couldn't be with him, she wanted to die. This is another tactic straight out of our mother's playbook. And Sam simply called the police and told them what happened. Her family forced her into therapy and she's in observation right now. It brings us no pleasure that it came to this, but we don't want to get involved anymore. We're also changing our numbers. Already requested it. Our mother emailed Anna, threatening to sue her for defamation regarding the email blast but we're not worried about that either. Anna's parents are amazing and they've made it perfectly clear they are on our side and 100% agree with the way she handled things. Joe was enraged, but Anna convinced him to let it go and simply move on. Mother's husband has been a peach as usual. Dad is considering a restraining order, but they're not great in our country. We did have a get together at home yesterday and it was a lot of fun. There was karaoke, dancing, nice food and drinks, games, and a bouncy house because why not? We love them. Most people avoided the topic of the wedding and the social media posts, but those who brought them up did tactfully. Dad had already given away a lot of the alcohol to his employees. They got to choose what they wanted and got a bottle each. He's also adding bottles into his Christmas baskets this year. We're going to spend the holidays together and traveling. I suggested to Sam about maybe repainting the house, but he just doesn't want to live there. He'll rent it. I made a joke about me simply eloping or not having a proper wedding to avoid drama. And Joe told me in no uncertain terms, I get the biggest party ever if I choose to. So yeah, he's still the best. So that is the end of update two. Now, after that point, we didn't hear anything from OP for about a month and a half. So update three is coming on the 22nd of December, 2021. Sam is doing well. He's taking time off for work. His boss is very understanding about him needing time and told him he can always come back. He's still living with dad and has his savings, so he's not worried about that aspect. He's running now and decided to run the marathon next year. He's more and more his goofy self and is doing renovations at home. Or in other words, dad and Sam are trying to paint some rooms and do murals. It's hilarious and they have a lot of fun. Now, Daniela wrote him a letter, but he sent it back. The house was put on the market as a rental and he's okay with it. I am engaged. It turns out it's been months in the making. And when I made the joke about eloping, my future husband, Matt, panicked that I discovered the plan. He spoke with Sam, who already knew of the plans because he didn't want to make him uncomfortable. But Sam said it would actually make him uncomfortable if he didn't. He also spoke with Joe and my dad. And my dad made him sweat when he asked my hand, saying it was not his to give but they say it was all in good fun. It happened earlier this month. I'm very excited, but not as much as my dad. He says he wants to walk me down, even if it is a civil wedding. While my news is amazing, I believe the other big news is better. Joe and Anna have been on the adoption list for a while. And as of a couple of weeks ago, they have a baby. She is the most beautiful, sweet, best baby ever. The adoption is final as it is usually in our country for newborn or almost newborn babies. We knew they wanted to adopt for a while. So when they told us about the baby being officially theirs, there was a lot of crying, but happy crying. Dad's in full grandpa mode. And even as bad as something's got this year, this is the best thing that happened to our family in years. Mum did learn about the baby and demanded an introduction. She's been served our version of an order of protection. She's never putting her eyes on her if we can help it. I guess that's the bad news. Due to the new COVID, we decided to stay home. Now with a new addition, we wouldn't travel, of course. We had a Christmas slash welcome baby slash baby shower slash engagement small gathering last weekend, which Joe and my niece didn't attend since she's too young, but they were there via Zoom. We all agreed to give Sam some goof gifts such as t-shirts, mugs, sweatshirts, etc. of Julia Roberts, since you know he is the runaway bride of the family. The reason Joe and I are considering moving is that we live in flats at the moment and we wanna live in houses. 
We're still shaken up and we know we have work to do, but we know we have so much and we want to focus on that because the negative is in the minority. And no matter what happens, I'm always grateful for my family. I believe this will be the last update, folks. I know the last ones have been mainly drama free and might not be as exciting, but we aim for that. Now, if you believe what Opie is saying, then I'll be honest with you guys, you believe wrong because just a few days ago, September the 5th, 2022, there was a final update. Okay, let's do the kind of bad news first. Daniela came back with a swing that we were not expecting. She is now pregnant and is claiming to whomever would listen that Sam is the dad. Sadly for her, it is literally impossible for him to be the father since he wasn't even in the country when the baby would have been conceived, but she's got no way of knowing that. Sam has offered repeatedly to have a paternity test, but she refuses. Sam is safe legally, he just feels bad for her baby. Daniela's dad did sue Sam for emotional distress of two of his daughters, Daniela and the one the boyfriend left, but nothing happened since Joe dealt with it. Surprise, Joe is a lawyer. It's relevant info for this catch up, I promise. Sam decided not to do anything against him since he has too much on his plate and feels pity for the family. Mom still insisted on meeting the baby, but that's never gonna happen. She undusted one of her favorite tactics, she has cancer. She contacted Joe and Anna through their work emails and begged them to help out with meeting the baby since she's so sick and would most likely need a transplant of something, etc. You see, this is like the fifth time that she's had cancer, but in reality, she's had cancer a total of zero times. She loves the attention, the suffering, the drama, and all that good stuff that bad people like to bring out of others. We never believed her, of course. But what we didn't expect was that she would make a fool of herself when she contacted Anna's mum on Facebook. Anna's mum is a lovely, good Catholic lady, so my mum must have assumed that she'd be easy to manipulate. She told her about her cancer and how heartbroken she was not to meet Joe and Anna's baby. Anna's mum proceeded to ask a couple of questions about the diagnosis and treatment, which made no sense, as expected. Then she blocked her and posted the screenshots on her wall. It's like high school drama, only with older folks with hilarious comebacks. The baby is otherwise very happy and very healthy. And the only controversy regarding her was the question of what Rita would be called. Now Rita is OP's dad's girlfriend. This is not by Rita, but by our mother who claimed Rita had no right to be called grandma. Joe and Anna talked with Rita and they all agreed for all intents and purposes that she is grandma Rita and mum can do nothing about her. Sam's doing well. He quit his job and started something on his own. He's still living at the family home, renting the other house, and kind of seeing someone. She's nice, knows about all the stuff, makes amazing cakes, knows how to knit. We like her, so we're both positive and cautious. They are taking it slow, but it's nice to see him with someone like this. He also kept on painting rooms with dad, and the results are, please remember I love these two, embarrassingly funny, ridiculous, and like something you do in kindergarten. Dad got COVID for the first time, and he got so scared that he decided to update his will. That's why Joe's profession is important. They wanted Sam and I to know about it when they finished it up. Everything he owns is divided in four, his kids and the other quarter to any grandchildren. However, the family house is not to be divided and is going to be put on my name soonish. I was a bit confused, but Joe and dad discussed it and wanted me to have it, if and only if Sam agreed. He did and is very happy about it. They didn't really offer many explanations other than it was the right thing to do. I sense a little because I'm the baby there, but it's okay. Joe bought a house in the same neighborhood as our family home. Thus, even if they are not in the same block or anything, they are close by. We, Matt and I, are not buying anything anymore since I'll be getting the house and it would make no sense. 
We moved to the family home and it's been interesting, but nice. Dad has started semi-retirement and spending more days at Rita's, so it works for everybody. Sam will of course get to stay there as long as he wants, but his murals will have to go. We're still engaged, still happy, still enjoying babysitting and still not pregnant, but we've got a cat during the spring. We're planning a December wedding and couldn't ask for a better end of the year. So that's it, no drama or at least not huge drama. We're moving forward and healing continuously, which is the way we like it. And there we go. As of the day of recording, the 7th of September, that is the last update we've had. Um, thoroughly enjoyed that story from start to finish. You're right, OP. The drama did kind of get less and less, but I guess that's what you wanted to see. And it turned into just a nice family story, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Am I the butthole for walking out over a chair? Now guys, OP has given us some trigger warnings before we get into this one. Disrespect, anger issues, and also importantly, violence against chairs. Okay, hear me out. For as long as I can remember in my family, almost any time I got up from my seat, someone would take it to either be funny or to claim it as if no one was using it. And as a teenager, it literally got to the point that I bought my own folding chair so I could pick it up and carry it with me. If I left it where it was, somebody would take it. Then they'd get mad when I wanted it back. For example, on a holiday last year, I got up from my chair for a moment to help with something and I came back to find a kid in it. And then the family berated me for wanting the child to move. But I tell them that when a man owns and brings his own chair, they expect to be able to use it. I own a very nice folding chair that's comfortable and easily portable. And I pretty much bring it to any family events because people are always scrambling for chairs. Well, the other day, I went to a birthday party for my nephew. Now, like always, I brought my own chair, but at some point, I had to use the bathroom. When I came back, my chair was gone, and everyone was acting like they didn't know where it was. I said they had one minute to return it, or I was leaving. They laughed at first, but then realized I was serious as I started going for the door. Everybody told me to just calm down, and it was just a joke. I said I don't care if they think I'm a stick in the mud. I wouldn't be bringing my own chair all the time if other people weren't always taking my seat when I get up. I don't think it's funny. I never did. My brother-in-law then pulled the chair out of where he'd hidden it, and when I got it back, one of the legs was bent. I said it was not like this before, and how could he possibly have done this to a metal chair? He said he could fix it and try to unbend it, but he only made it worse. The chair is pretty much unusable now because the leg is warped and I don't want to risk putting weight on it. I told my brother-in-law he owes me $50 for the chair because that's what I paid for it new two years ago. He got mad and kept saying it was just a stupid chair. I said it was my stupid chair and this wouldn't have happened if he wasn't so immature that he and everyone else had to mess with me for years about where I sit. Then I took my now messed up chair and walked out. My family has been blowing my phone up, saying that it's just a chair and to let it go, but I still want my brother to pay me back for it. So, am I the butthole? Okay guys, if you're watching on YouTube, pause the video right now, get down in the comments and let me know, do you think OP is in the wrong or the right here? If you're not, don't worry, because this story has an update. Last night, I sent a mass text out to my family that I would not be going to any family function, no matter how important it is, until they make this right by promising not to screw with me anymore and repay me for the chair. They've mostly gone quiet now, but I can wait. I've got all the time in the world for them to realize I'm serious. Okay, that was the update. And then just a few days ago, a new post appeared from OP. This is incredible. 
The title of this is I walked out over a chair and my family tore itself apart Now this was actually posted to r slash entitled people I wasn't gonna come back here again to be honest. I'd completely forgotten. I made this account I only got back in because i'd written down the password and left it in my desk I was listening to reddit videos on youtube a couple of weeks ago when I suddenly heard my old am I the butthole post So I thought i'd give an update Well things escalated a lot after I made that post because I linked it to my parents and other family members after a little while They were furious with me at first some even mocked me saying things like Oh, watch what you say or do around OP. He might just post about it on reddit But when they actually read the comments on my post that i had made they became mortified To briefly summarize the comments as you guys can probably imagine They were all saying that OP was totally in the right and that his family were a bunch of losers My brother-in-law did agree to pay for a new chair and gave me the money I asked for I bought a better folding chair than my last one and I resumed going to family functions But whenever I was there, there was this air about some of the family members They looked at me like i'd sucked all the fun out of the room My parents had stopped thinking the chair thing was funny and even scolded a kid for taking my seat when I got up to use the bathroom The only problem is that this kid was my nephew and he started crying when they made him get up My brother-in-law came to the boys rescue and my nephew ended up blurting out that his daddy told him he could do it When I was out of the bathroom, there was a big fight about it going on Several family members including my sister and brother-in-law were all yelling that it was just a dang chair And I shouldn't be so butthurt about it My parents demanded to know why they were so butthurt about not being allowed to screw with me anymore Like what was their motivation after doing it for so long? It made no sense and it wasn't funny anymore And that's when I intervened I told them that none of this would have ever happened if they hadn't been so intent on messing with me when there really was no point to it And I only started bringing my own chair because I could never find a stable place to sit And if they still thought they were in the right about the situation, then they were just bullies plain and simple And what kind of example is that to be setting for their son? My brother-in-law raged grabbed my new chair and hurled it through the living room bay window There was a bit of a pause before he realized what he'd just done Then he took off in his car and left my sister and nephew there My parents got my sister to call him and over the phone They threatened to go to the police if he didn't pay for the damages My brother-in-law yelled a few f-bombs until my sister took the phone back And she said that he could either make things right or she'll divorce him Well that did the trick because he came back looking like a kicked puppy with his head hanging low He apologized to me and my parents without even looking at us Said he'd pay for the new bay window and he left again My sister said he drank himself to sleep that night My new chair was just fine It took being hurled through a bay window like a champ There was hardly a scratch on it My brother hired a window company to come and replace the window And they had to measure and order a new one before it could be installed until then the window had to be covered with some plywood It took some time, but they got the new bay window and it's better than the old one Though I imagine that it was extra expensive because it's a bay window now The family was still divided about the entire situation for a while Mainly my brother-in-law's parents my uncle and a couple of cousins They blamed me and called me obnoxious over insisting on bringing my own chair and refusing to let anyone else use it So I compromised I said that if I had a good designated seat that no one would try to take away I'll leave my chair in my car It took two more family barbecues before they finally agreed to this since then I've left the chair in my car unless there really isn't enough seating 
and that's only happened once. The problem is though, that even though they've stopped screwing with me, they were still screwing with each other until things went too far. They still like to take each other's seats, but I guess others were following my example because they also put their foot down and demanded it stop. It's been going on for decades and they've had enough. My brother-in-law stayed out of the fight entirely and hasn't caused any more trouble, but for several family functions, a number of people now didn't bother to show up. My mother was broken up about it because she loves hosting parties. It took months, but everything more or less normalized again. But without the chair thing going on, some have resorted to other stupid pranks. Like a little device you hook to a chair that makes farts. They didn't do this to my seat, but did it to a cousin. And said cousin got really petty at the next party and let out real farts. He said he ate a whole pack of fiber bars and had eggs for breakfast. And it was dang nasty. Other pranks included hiding eating utensils, a stink bomb, hiding some sort of monster thing in the toilet, cellophane in a doorway, ripping paper when somebody bends over, messing with drinks, hiding shoes, copying outfits, a container of foam packing peanuts above a doorway, and finally, the one that really infuriated my aunt and uncle when a party was held at their house, a glitter bomb. They got their carpet professionally cleaned afterwards and billed the person who made the glitter bomb for it. So now pranks are just over. They don't want any more, and I'm fine with that. But the last few family functions have been a bit dull. I think people were so used to how things were that now they're trying to find other ways to amuse themselves that don't involve cell phones. Okay, and there we go. That is the end of that one. Uh, An interesting post, that is for sure. Now, I have to admit that OP is definitely not the butthole here, right? They're not in the wrong. Yeah, maybe it's a little bit, I don't know, weird to bring your own chair to family functions, but he's been pushed to these lengths and I kind of understand it. Don't get me wrong, it's a bit odd to bring your own chair to someone else's house, but I kind of get it. I wouldn't do it myself, it is a bit weird, but I get it. The main thing, and maybe the sad thing, is that your family OP kind of sound like there's nothing going on without these pranks, which is sad. Were the pranks really the thing that was holding this entire family together? I ask. I think they just might have been. And for those to have ended because of OP, does that in fact make him the butthole after all? I'll leave that up to you to decide, guys. Now, this next post is unbelievable, and I can almost guarantee that you will have no idea what happens next. Am I the butthole for laughing after my sister implied my brother's girlfriend's dish wasn't good at Thanksgiving? I am a 27-year-old woman, and my brother, John, who is 26, and I are very close. So I was definitely shocked when he surprised us on Thanksgiving by bringing his new girlfriend, Chelsea. A truly wonderful football team, but that's not part of the story. Let's carry on. He was very happy though. And to be honest, that's the only thing we want for him. So we, grandparents, parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, held off on all questions until another time. Anyway, dinner time rolls around and we're sharing everything. And my aunt kind of pulls me off to the side and tells me we're not going to be eating my mashed potatoes because Chelsea brought some and John asked that we serve those. Now, I was a little peeved, not gonna lie, because I've done the mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving since I was 16, but I got over it pretty fast. I really didn't care as long as they were good. Spoiler alert, they were not. Everything that could have gone wrong with those potatoes went wrong. They were raisins. Chelsea was really excited though, so when she asked everybody if they were good, she got some mm-hmmms. You know, the kind you do with your mouth closed and an uncomfortable smile on your face. Everything else was good, so her dish was highlighted. We all thought we passed the test though, until my nephew spit it out into a tissue. She said something about not pleasing everybody to lighten the mood, because we were all looking at him hard as heck, 
and my brother went i'm sure they're glad to have a break from my sister's potatoes anyway and then laughed now i wasn't gonna say anything but my younger sister who was 22 said we are not in the most monotone voice and i just laughed like one burst of a cackle Chelsea teared up and the rest of the night was awkward. My brother called me a butt and is still mad at me. So, am I the butthole? All right, immediate thoughts, no. Because come on, like what's she doing? Raisins in mashed potatoes. I know there are some dodgy, you know, culinary decisions going on right now in 2022. Pineapple on pizza springs to mind. Let me know in the comments down below if you're a fan. But I personally, I think it's disgusting and it's a disgrace to the human race. But apart from that, raisins in mashed potatoes. I'd rather jump off a bridge. Anyway, there's an update to the story. Let's hear it. So first of all, let's clear up some questions and things in general from the first post. Yes, they were actual raisins, not the metaphorical kind. They were just mixed into the mashed potatoes. Yes, my wife makes a side salad as all traditional dishes are given to immediate family members. No, my brother doesn't make anything. He never has. Chelsea and John have been together for about a month and a half at this point. The laugh wasn't a ha ha ha. It was just a ha. One very loud ha. All right then, into the meat. John is still mad at my sister and I. I had a conversation with Chelsea a day after I originally made the post. I explained that while my original apology was genuine, I can understand that it didn't come off that way and that I really was sorry. I also said I had no intentions to hurt her feelings whatsoever. She explained that my brother told her to bring those potatoes, which she questioned because she's familiar with the traditional Thanksgiving setup. The justification for that was him wanting her to feel like a part of the family. She also said she was worried about none of us going for her dish and mentioned it to my brother, who then asked my aunt to only display hers. Apparently, she saw some kind of tutorial online with the raisins and just went for it. No, it was not cultural. She asked for some mash tips and she was going right with her technique. She just panicked when they burnt and then added water, which I'm assuming is what altered the taste. Then she added the raisins, which we both agreed could be left out of future potatoes. Overall, Chelsea and I are all good and she will be coming to Christmas dinner. Okay, sounds like this one was sorted pretty decently. Again though, as I as I said before, I need to reiterate, I must reiterate, Raisins and mashed potatoes. Don't do it guys. If you're thinking about doing it, throw the raisins in the bin Now i'm trying to work out in this story who was more of a butthole chelsea or her boyfriend your brother op I'm kind of leaning towards the feeling that john was in the wrong here Why tell your new girlfriend to make the one dish that you know that your sister is gonna make and has made for the past I don't know. How old are you again? 27 so what for the past 11 years your sister has made this one dish for thanksgiving yet you tell your new girlfriend to also make that same dish surely there's something else you could have done maybe even a side salad not potatoes with raisins come on anyway guys that is gonna do it for three hours of the very best ammo the jerk stories of the past few months really hope you enjoyed it and if you did let me know down below what your favorite post was of them all if you want more stories like this right away well first of all hit the subscribe button or follow me on whatever platform you're on so you don't miss when i post another huge compilation like this one also links in the top of the description pinned comment and on screen right now to watch some more right away and i'll see you all tomorrow with a brand new reddit episode Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.